Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash jreepodcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Now listen to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Ford. Welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Um, I am Matt Floyd, joined as always by Simon. Switching it up, guys. Wow. Hey. And Kamar. Hello. Oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't mean to switch it up oh, that, that bad. That was fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing now. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I love how you guys can switch up the script, but I do it at all. I deviate it all, and it's a big deal. It's definitely a muscle memory thing. Okay. You said, the we are of creatures of habit. All Whoa, right. What is going on? My here? apologies. Either way, uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Nope, of the Joe Rogan Experience. And uh, we're going to rate each episode on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to dive deeper into the episodes and uh, give some of our talking points this, that, and the next. First, Kamar, how was your week of isolation? Ooh, uh, well, like I told you, last week I had nine hours on the phone. This week I have eight, so. Baby steps, pal. Baby <laughs> I, I, steps. I did something there, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm getting cabin fever for sure. Simon? Um, two things happened to me. I woke up with a very bad back the other morning and then looked at myself in the mirror and thought, holy fuck, Old. I am old. You know, you have that mental picture of yourself as a young man. My mental picture of myself is now an old man. So you still see yourself with a big Jew fro. Yeah, I see myself as I did when I was 20, but not anymore. Now I see myself as I am, 42. It's tough, man. Truth hurts. Truth hurts. Age is a tough one. And I don't remember the other thing already. How's, uh, How's the old? How's a week home with the wife and kids? I mean, it's just pretty much normalcy for me, man. Like uh, I, I was saying to Kamara at some point is I've been training for this for a long time, you know? Fair enough. Social isolation is my jam. <laughs> is, is your son like oblivious to it? or Dude, social isolation is his jam. It's so funny. He can like, he goes out all the time, but not now, obviously, but with his friend, like he's, you know, pretty social. But he can flip that switch so easily to become hermit boy, and I never see him. It's uh, he's just gaming the fuck out of shit. Oh, I can hear him because our living room is above his hovel, and I can hear just you know I'll, every now and again I'll have to stomp on the floor and tell him to stop swearing or to be quiet <laughs> or whatever. It's amazing the visceral reaction that gamers have. My roommate's playing Red Dead uh, on the. I guess there's missions you do where yeah, you're yeah. killing other people and like. You're like, fuck, and you think something really bad happened, but it's just the game. Well, it's the, st- I mean, you, listen, the only way, the only reason these games have any sort of staying power, or the reason they make as much money they do is because they get you that involved. If it wasn't, if you weren't that involved, you would, right? Like the stakes are high in your mind. I know they're not because you always ask me like, can you make money off this? And I'm like, no. And you're like, well, then none of it matters. Well, I mean, if you're, if you just lost 50 bucks, I could understand that. But yeah, if it's just, 
reboot and try again. I mean, I get it because I game, so I, you know, I, I understand when you're when you're in the mix. It's you know whatever. I will definitely say that gamers around the world are happy as shit right now. Anyone who has any streaming service or anything is happy as shit right now. Oh, you have none. No, if I own a streaming service oh, yeah. that is based on subscriptions, I'm sure that's going up. What's wrong, Simon? I was just trying to remember what the other thing was that I was going to say. But Two things happening this week. Once you realize you're 42. Yeah, and the other one is lost to the then fucking he ether, to, man. No, it's lost to you being 42. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Excellent. Yeah. All right, well, let's start yeah, yeah. with the rundown of the guests. Kamar, you want to drop that on us? Oh, big week. Thank God Joe's keeping the lights on. Uh, first, we have 1442, the horse whisperer, Shannon Laughlin. Hope I'm saying that right. Simon, you have an extra one of those in there? I'll, I'll roll you one up in a minute. Then I have 1443, the guru of restoring cars, Jonathan Ward. Next up, 1444, I think Joe's best spiritual friend, Duncan Trussell. And finish up the week, a surprise podcast on Saturday, 1445, the wingsuit warrior, Andy Stumpf. That's um, El Chapo for you, Maddie. Thank you. And I fucking love Duncan Trussell, man. Man, you didn't love him before this podcast. No, I or something? did. I've always loved him. I just his wife doesn't I want his wife doesn't want him to come home. I fucking love him. His vulnerability, everything about him. I just love him. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, I wonder what your score will be for that one. No, I gave it a two and a half. But he's Boom. a fucking great guy. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joshing you. Anyway, sorry, Kamar. No um, problem. So yeah, those were the guests. Those good, were good the guests. Stuff. Matt's in a heavy hand of poker right now. You're not supposed to go behind. You're not supposed to break the wall. Oh, Mark. sorry. You're not supposed to break the wall. My bad. Not a team player. I'm only playing because it's the world's biggest poker tournament, and it's only going on now, and I happen to have won a seat, so I apologize. I won't be distracted, though. Um, all right, let's rate the week. We'll start with Simon. See how on point I am? Poker Sounds on point. I give this week a three and a half. Well, that was quick. No, no thought. No, nothing. All right, I like that. Kamar, I give the week. A, How do you? You gave this week a three and a half. I take that back. I give this week a three. I give the week a three as well. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with a two. You guys are fucked. Who are the guests again, Kamar? The uh, white native woman. Yeah. The car guy. Yeah. Duncan and Andy Stump. Oh shit! Let's start again. Ask us to rate the week again, Matt. Simon, how will you rate the week for us? I'm going to have to give this week a um, 2.3, and it all comes from Duncan. No, that's not right. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a 3. I'll give it a 3. So you're stuck with your 3. Oh, no, you, were, you went from 3.5 to 3. Yeah, we're going to go 3. Okay. Come on, I'm you're staying in my ground yeah, on my 3. of course three. you are. I figured you would. All right. Well, there you go. You have our ratings. Let's, uh, let's dive into it. Let's start with uh, Shannon O'Laughlin. The native horse whisperer with the Irish name. There were some issues with this podcast with uh, Joe's style of uh, interviewing, eh? In the middle of the story, he'd ask about some specific and she'd just get derailed. I found that very frustrating. I, I'm i going to have a real tough time. What do you need, Simon? I'm telling you, there's a lighter. Oh, for thank you. you. Right I couldn't there. see it. I don't have an ash. We don't have an ashtray either. Can you we grab just one? touched. Do we have one? Um, I had a real problem with this episode, I'll be honest. Top to bottom. I'm sure we're going to get to it. It's going to be tough for me to maybe bring up what issues I had with this, but definitely I had some issues. I'll start by saying this. 
and I might be getting way ahead of myself here, but I felt really, listening to this episode, I felt terrible for Adam ruins everything. Because there were times where I was like, if this woman was, if this wasn't A, a woman, and B, here to talk about Native Americans, Joe would have lit her up on many things. Many things. Like, think about it. Adam Ruins Everything was talking about transgenders in sports, and Joe lambasted him for how long? This woman was like, I believe, potentially, that we all came up from the ground. And Joe was pushed back a little bit. And then when he realized that she probably actually did think that, was then like, well, I'll just let her go on that. It's her beliefs. It is what it is. I just find that, and I get it. He has to pick and choose his spots. He felt like I can go in on Adam Ruins Everything, whereas this woman... I get it. He's like, it's a very touchy subject and he doesn't want to go in on her beliefs and their beliefs. Fine. But it felt odd to me. It felt very odd to me. I'll say that. I think what I uh, pulled from this, though, is that um, Joe has an infatuation with uh, First Nations and stuff because in his eyes, I think he sees it as the most recent ancient civilization that we still know of and therefore has a, maybe a biased... Um, respect for the culture and someone who's talking about it yeah i mean i listen i agree he's definitely very into native americans and i would agree with you that maybe it is because he feels i I, i'm with you i i agree that like he might think of it as an ancient civilization that was that is still somewhat here but i mean you can look at every civilization as that couldn't you like the English, just because they took a boat over here doesn't mean the English weren't around for a long fucking time, right? Not as long as the First Nations. I don't think. I mean, that's the thing. We What do we know? Uh, you know, my contention is that they're as ancient as any civilization and they've been here for a long time and have gotten a really bum rap, especially from these books that Joe's reading because, I mean, to her point, they're not even written by Native American people. They're written by white historians who hold on hold on okay so this is where i'm gonna get really hung up let's let's not beat her on the bush here this woman is fucking white and racist no i'm not no i just <laughs> we have a little bit of the uh black kettle but she's here. not she's not white she's um she said she's part uh native american and part scottish or whatever Okay, fine, but like you, you just stop. But you just said you just said she has brought like with the white people writing the books. She's this is my problem. I've I've a tough time with people picking and choosing. Like the ten percent native in me says I can write this book and talk about this, but the ninety percent white in me doesn't isn't part of the conversation. Well, I mean, why? I, what what about Rachel Dolezal? What about her? Who, who I think is not a great person. I'm not defending her, but if we were gonna light Rachel Dolezal up for being like. I'm black and I'm trying to help the black community when really she's absolutely not black. It seems odd that this woman gets to say, well, I don't think that this woman is like a 23 and me native person. I think she must have like, she's not Elizabeth a, Warren, a mom who's a native American and dad who is something else as opposed to like, just, you know, you're, you're sending away and finding out that, uh, 10 generations ago, you were 1% African or whatever, you know? But even then, when Joe asked what percentage she was, she was like, well, we don't really do it that way. And and then pushed back and was like, it's not about, you know, so I don't know. I'm just, listen, I listen to this podcast. We're, we're talking about our opinions. I know this isn't going to be a popular one. I but think her point was 
forget her for a second, okay? Just in general, we will accept a lot of information that comes from people who have a... I don't even know, man, who maybe don't know the whole story because how could they possibly, you know? And I, uh, I if just, you can hear it right from the horse's mouth, as it as it were. I, I think Matt is... Um trying to argue that this is uh, someone who takes care of the horse than actually the horse's mouth but i don't think whatever her background is uh takes away from any of the information she was talking about or so hold on yeah keep going i apologize or that just just the the systematic um genocide of first nations people that has gone from what it was when it was just getting bullets and killing them up to the residential schools the resident um reservations and so on and uh she didn't call them residential schools they have a different name for they well i just spoke to me because we have the exact same issue here yeah but we called that that was the weird thing is i was like i thought to myself is she talking about residential schools she must have been right when she was talking about their version of them yeah um and how they were discouraged or told not to use their language like it's just if you put yourself in that position then you're like no way none of this can happen this is all off I want to start by saying I'm not taking away from this woman's fight or what happened to the Native Americans, the First Nations. My my point my point of contention, Kamar, was just like Joe has every resource at his disposal, and I just for me it felt like maybe he did a disservice getting what appeared to be a white woman named Shannon O'Laughlin to come in and talk about Native American issues. My point is simply out of the 36 million people or sorry, 360 million in the U S he couldn't have found. Well, it's not 360. It's however many native people there are fine. Okay. So 7 million, but out of 7 million, he chose a woman named Shannon O'Laughlin who looks there are like you. 7 million. That's what uh, she said. Really? Native wow. Americans. Well, yeah. That's crazy. She said five to seven, I oh, think. We don't know the circumstances of how she got on the show. He must have requested her. She was busy. And I'm pretty sure that she said that she lived on a reservation as a kid. And like, so we don't know her story. She might have had it especially bad because she was this um, person who looked white having to, y- y- you know what I'm saying? Like, just before we. Listen, I get, I'm not even I get trying what to land saying from I'm, an optics point yes, of view. That's all I'm saying. It's a weird one. And especially for the layman who's not even taking the time to, like, you know, think of, give this a second thought. It seems especially weird. I'm with you there. Look, I also know Joe doesn't give a shit about like the woke left or what they're, what they think about appearances. But I'm telling you as someone who's not woke at all, I found it odd. When I saw her name pop up, I read the description and I went, something's amiss here. Jamie fucked up. This Shannon O'Laughlin woman must be a distance runner. Who's on the next show. And they, you know, and then no, I was, I mean, I was wrong. So whatever, all the power, to everyone, you know. I mean, listen, this woman is obviously fighting the good fight. That's not what I'm trying to take away from her at all. The optics of it seemed odd to me. That's it. Yeah, I feel you hung up on that, but I feel you. I thought it was funny that Joe um, just went into his normal diatribe about his books, the books he's reading there. Yeah, and she... Without even asking her first if she knew the story about the, you know, the white girl who lived with the... And he's like, that's her out there, blah, blah, blah. And the whole time I'm just thinking, holy shit, what if she knows this story already? This is the biggest mansplain of all time, you know? I mean, this woman definitely seemed uh, 
ready to fight super <laughs> emotionally attached to everything she was arguing for well when he tried to do a diablo avocado on her about the uh casinos oh none of that you know what i mean she was like excuse me even then she said to him at one point i feel like you're laughing at me i feel like you're dismissing me and he was like no no like i which is funny because then you could tell that she she isn't a listener of the show and doesn't know how joe rolls so much you know what i mean because he is that kind of like he clearly is on her side he had her on there not to argue or fight he came on he had her on there just because he wanted he's as much information boy. yeah exactly and yeah. joe was just going as balls deep as he can i wouldn't even be surprised if for the next two months if he's having a lot of guests on that'll travel if they're not a ton more uh first nations people hopefully he'll actually have someone from the first nations on she was just getting really defensive a lot because i'm sure she deals with people like to shut up <laughs> like no, no, me well not not you specifically but there's people out there like you we've given you up the money have your casino shut the fuck up and just get in line with the rest of us and that i mean at, at the bottom a line attitude. their fight is to get a to be seen as a nation within a nation and have a seat at the table as unrealistic as it seems and that's what they, we want up here or not we that's what they're fighting for up here you know, the Canadian government has consulted with the First Nations government and we're moving forward with this project like this. That's how they want it to be yeah. in a perfect world. This certainly was more of a lecture than a conversation, though. Yes. Like, I don't think she was there to converse with Joe about this. She was there to get a message out and she was... I would agree with prepared you. Prepared to do so. And I think that, too, had something to do with just the... That's not normally what we get on Joe Rogan, you know? And I don't even think Joe was prepared for that. Well, know? that's what I meant by the awkwardness of his curiosity. In the mid-story, yeah. she says a name. Well, who's that guy? And then she gets distracted. He goes, well, I, I didn't really want to talk about him because that's not the story. And just kept breaking down with her defensiveness and his um, curiosity. And I, I think that was more the Achilles heels of this podcast. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I felt like I pulled a lot of good information from this podcast. I just didn't... I don't know. Something didn't sit right with me about this podcast, and I don't know what it was. What I don't understand is why the churches aren't more on the hook for this. Because they're not the on the hook for anything. Churches aren't on the hook for yeah, anything. It's insane. And when you look at this, this is just a. It's like uh, they fucking raped through their whole stash of their own kids, and then was like, "Well, what now?" Uh, okay, there's a whole fresh batch of fucking innocence. You know, it's so devious and gross. Well, but that's not a good enough reason for me. Just because they don't get, they don't have to well, atone Kamar, for anything they do. That's they, why it's they don't. Virgins, they really have a thing for virgins. So, like Simon said, you can only take a virginity once. I just meant why uh, compensation isn't coming from the church for the residential schools. Like, if they were such good, willing people. Or they'd want to do their part because it was through the out. it was with the blessing of the government. So still, Kamar's right. You, how are they you should start taxing to... the church and giving it to the First Nations? I, I totally agree. Okay, we're all on the same page. I, I totally agree. I think the church should be on the hook for a lot of fucking things across the world, you know. But that's never going to happen. They fucking they don't even pay tax, man. It's it's out of control, and it really almost seems ridiculous at a time like this. 
I mean, that you could just say that about just about anything oh, at no, this point. You, you just tell me what churches are doing to help with the uh, outbreak, sort of. I would love to. I would love to know that. I wonder if the churches are, well, are they on. all converting to hospital beds? Are they, you know? Well, I just don't think it's fair. We we do know all of us that churches do some good. They are out there helping the community. They do like funding drives and they do clothing drives. You know what I mean? Like I've I'm not sitting here saying across the board. Well, you you know that, right, Simon? I'm not saying something new to you. But is what they that do they help the homeless it, and stuff too? It, like, well, does it outweigh what they do bad, or is it just I, a break even? I policy? was just thinking that. Like, does it outweigh when you when you hold really on, on, break it on. down and look at all the good the church does via all the? Wait, it's unfair. What I'm saying is to you, it's unfair. Like, if <laughs> they're they're. We know that there are good priests out there who aren't raping kids, right? We're aware of that. So when those guys are there trying to do good and trying to help the community, it sucks to just put them into the church because they are doing good. That's my point to you, Simon. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I mean... And again, I'm, I can't believe I'm, I'm defending potential totally, pedophiles. I'm but. totally aware of that. At the same time, you're working for a fucking corporation, a corporation yep, sure. who is doing heinous things and yep, yep. not even attempting to make it right. Like not not saying, fuck, okay, it was shitty in the past, but we're going to be better now. Just, no, fuck you from Vatican City. Like, you can't touch us and we're going to do whatever the fuck we want and we're not going to pay your taxes and you can't do shit. Because we talk to God. <laughs> yeah, right. That's their bottom line. Anyways, listen, and I'm not. Oh, their bottom line is bigger than it's that. It's not just the Catholic Church; it's a lot of religions. You know what I mean? I'm sure Judaism has all sorts of um, foreskin biters. Well, I wasn't not the rape, but just the getting away with shit, and you I'm know, sure under the guise religion, of religion, of to get what you want and to do what you want, and it's just oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Listen. I wasn't defending rapists or pedophiles. You, you were, Matt. We know <laughs> it's all good. We can just someone some fans are just going to splice and edit that the way they want. Yeah, right, they they will do that anyway. Of course. Matthew. Uh, let me see what I got here. Sorry. There were some, um, they did have some interesting conversations in this thing. If you could get by the kind of um, animosity that she was, you know, pushing down from the surface. Okay, I think it just dawned on me. Here's my issue. And this is not a, this isn't fair of me, but I'll just throw it out there because this is a discussion and we're all supposed to discuss how we feel and whatever. I think my big issue was this. I looked at this woman and was like, when you walk down the street alone, you aren't persecuted as a Native American person. You could hide yourself. Well, okay. First of all, she's 90% Scottish. She's hiding, what, 10% of herself? I like, don't think she's 90% Scottish. You really? couldn't tell looking at her. I think she, like, I'm telling you, I wish I had taken down what she said, but... What she said was the most vague shit ever. I remember it. It was incredibly vague, and she was very dismissive of it. Like, well, we don't do it like that because there's so few of us that there can't be a bloodline. Like, fine, whatever. That's okay. I'm just saying to you, Simon, when this woman walks down the street, she doesn't feel like that... If there is, I'm not yeah, saying. No, no, I, I get it. She can camouflage herself. She can go out and be a normal, a normal. Uh, sounds she, so racist. I know. Blend into her surroundings. It even sounds even I worse know, it's somehow. fucked up, right? That's my point is like, she doesn't, she doesn't have to, and fine, good for her. She's putting herself in the position where she is discriminated against. And that's, you know, a weird position, but. She doesn't have to do that is my point. And so it's a weird, uh, that's where I got hung up the whole time was like, she was so 
she seems so emotional throughout the thing. Like all, a few times, I thought she was going to cry. You know, she's very emotionally invested, and yeah, she could cry out of, out of passion and frustration. I get it. I'm not. I'm not taking away the fact that she could cry, but I was saying she came in there that like hot and passionate, and it seemed to me almost. I don't know. I see it as the First Nations story, Simon, are in the fight for their life. Of course, right they are. now, and this is the biggest platform. Um, someone has gone on to talk about their issues. I mean, it's been on the news here. It's 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 old hat, which is sort of like detrimental to the cause. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the news uses it as like a political talking point that never gets anything done. They just use it to either prop up or shit on candidates. The news never really covers like the amount of native women that have disappeared in this country is staggering, and you never hear about it. They never talk about it ever. No, the only reason we even know about it is because of podcasts. And I swear to you, I'm not being facetious. I know. Like, it's insane. That's what I'm saying. Is you, you would it never, has to be an underground you thing would to never get know, information out. You would never know that a Native American woman had disappeared in this country if it weren't a, for... it's like thousands. That's, that's what I'm saying. No, it's... And they're all taken into like the sex trade. It's really fucked up. I yeah. think it was um, the uh, CEO killer that really helped. Oh, the pig farmer? Yeah. Picton? Picton, Robert Picton. Yeah. He really helped. I'm telling you, man, it's way more widespread than that. Like, I'm not even talking about BC. I'm talking about fucking uh, Thunder Bay. You know, no, what Thunder I mean? Bay is crazy. So I'm just like, Savannah's that's, from that's right Bay. in our own fucking backyard. You know, I mean, not literally, but it's 12 hour drive. Close, close enough. enough. More so than BC. Dude, I listened to this whole podcast about Thunder Bay. Yeah, it's called being it's a, that like eight part being a Canadian. Yeah, yeah. And when it was done, I was like, I had no fucking idea. It, this is the underbelly of my own province, you yeah. know? Well, dude, no Rowan's, clue. Rowan's girlfriend, Savannah's yeah. from there, and she was telling me, she's like, listen to this fucking podcast. Yeah, it's, you have no idea. It's insane. Yeah. That podcast is insane. What's the podcast I suggest everybody listen to it. I think it's it. called Thunder Bay, isn't it? Yeah. There's like a subtitle to it. But, Expose Thunder Bay or yeah. something and like that. And where would the people find it? On, on iTunes. iTunes, I assume. That's where well, I listen it, to it. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, podcast. go to True Crime. Sorry, Kamar. I think crime. it's like an eight-part series. It is, an, or a 12-part Sure, whatever, series, but whatever. it's like a standalone eight-part. Like, so there were two things that she said. Sorry, Matt, just to... No, I was done. Go ahead. Um, two things that she said that kind of... Hey, by the way, great to have you back in studio. Yeah, bro. it is we nice didn't even We didn't even broach that. We just yeah. fucking quietly yeah, got yeah, in here. Well, it's nice to be looking at both of you again. Um Two Weird. things that she said, yeah, whatever, <laughs> that uh, kind of stuck with me. One was, you know, Joe and everybody, this isn't just Joe, but we all assume if um, Native Canadians, Americans, whoever had their druthers, they would go back to living the way they did the in the olden days, let's call it, one with the land, all of that shit. And what she was saying is that's not the case, you know, um, Native people, just like all people, are not static. They're they're in motion all the time, and they would change with the times. And yes, they would stay more connected, but they're still going to. They're not going to disregard motors and you know what I'm saying, guns, and because they want to use bow and arrows again. That's just not the way realistically things would play out. Which is true. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, unless you're something like the coronavirus hits and that's wiping all. What are you talking about, though? I'm, I'm, I'm lost as to your point. Sorry. 
just that we we romanticize uh, native people and we say if they had their dr- if if we didn't influence them and make them go to our schools and do all that stuff, they would be Still living be long the same way they did hundreds or thousands of years ago. And what she was saying is that that's a silly that's that's that is not correct. That's not the right way to look at that. We will change with the times, like She's everybody they would does. Of course they would adapt, and of course they would. That they're not. They would still remain connected in a way that we probably aren't. They would get a skidoo instead of a dog sled. Exactly. exactly. Um, I mean, for I our think, listeners, sorry, Matt, it's a Canland Thunder Bay. That's it. Um, I think that's a weird, a somewhat weird argument, though. Why? Well, I mean, I, I agree with it in principle, but you can't guarantee that like if I mean, again, they were very much one with the land. So it's you could argue that I think she was just saying, don't romanticize it so much. Joe, sure. With yeah, yeah. Your frilly little books. And <laughs> let's look at it from a more realistic point of view, which is, you know, we're going to get we, we may not get to skyscrapers and shit, but we're going to get more than teepees it's not an it's not an arguing point to say so i okay i just last time i'll bring this up but like she said like you just did um a white colonialist writing those books right she said something along those lines again i was like the scottish were there too they were colonialists weren't they like was it just the english you're telling me a few scots didn't make no, their way I mean, over they were really persecuted though i believe the scots and the irish like fine they, they had been fighting britain for a long time okay i understand that but here. the fact that they came over means eventually they came over they obviously slept with a native woman that's how this woman came to be so i find it very weird her sitting there on her high horse being like oh some white colonialist settler wrote that lady Look in the fucking mirror. I have some really harsh you're, news you're for you. You're getting stuck on that, man. Yeah, we both agree you're stuck you're, on that. I said I'm done with it. I just that, again. done with it. <laughs> Any of that does not... Um, it doesn't negate the the information she's exactly. giving. And I think that's the important thing. I'm with you, though. Like uh, I said that. I, it doesn't negate yeah. anything she's saying. I just... Again, you can change your tone with like the... Like every white person's a settler. Like, lady, you are that too then. I have some really unfortunate news for you. It's tough to swallow. I get it. We all hate being white. It is what it is. Like, calm down. Uh, the other thing she said was that many Indians in, sorry, whatever the right term is. Um, First Nations. First Nations. Perfect. Um, that they wanted to assimilate into white culture because they had prosperity. And in order to maintain their prosperity, they knew that they would have to give something up meaning that they weren't so poor like the story goes when the um europeans first arrived you you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. just back to my whole contention of but how does she know that yeah how does she know anything man well i just go she's just a silly white lady man. no but well she is yes (laughs) no but i go back to she was shitting on someone else who wrote a book that again seemed favorable to first nations it wasn't written like, yeah, it was a white guy that wrote it. Uh, yeah, she she jumped all over Joe. I don't even think she knew the book he was referring to. She was just like, of course, you're reading white man books, you know? Yeah, okay, no. so you're she a bit was, hung up on it too, then. I'm not hung up on it. She was very argumentative. I said right at the start of this thing, if you could get by her 
which I couldn't lecturing. <laughs> there was a lot of content. There was content. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you know this, the Kansas City Chiefs, they are not their name is not the Chiefs due to any sort of native. Um, so like, where's the Braves? It's clearly just. Well, the Redskins. Whoa, whoa, what are they then? Blackhawks. Because it's in an arrowhead. So this that's the interesting thing. The Chiefs, the, I believe the mayor of Kansas City at the time where they got a team, his nickname was Chief. So they named the team after him. And then they went, to, I believe they probably went to some design firm. Well, just and that, take it out of the fucking arrowhead. That's the thing. Just get rid of, change the name of the stadium Chief from arrowhead. Chief doesn't belong to Native Americans or Native Canadians. It could be any sort of Well, it kind boss. of does. No, Why? Well, because didn't we take the word chief from the Native Americans, meaning the head of the tribe? I bet you you didn't. I bet chief comes from like chef or some f- Latin term meaning head of a kitchen. I doubt it. But Kamari, well, can you can you check out chief? But either way, my point is, what where was I going with that? Well, yeah, all I was saying was that one's that one's a weird one because it's like you guys named the the team after a gentleman who was not Native American, had nothing to do with Native Americans, yet you chose to go with the Native American motif heavy, they could simply just change their logo and a simple apology. The Redskins are dickheads. Sorry, I hate saying the name, but... I never realized, and again, I don't know if this is a fact or if this was something that she believes, is that Redskin, I just assumed it meant someone of red skin. But it's not. It's when you're talking about scalps and Redskins, you're talking about... Uh, the skins you would take off of the, yeah, the person when you killed them. The, yeah, yeah, it's pretty horrible, man. Yeah, Chief is bored from Chef. Oh, well, there you go. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> and the well, chef, then how did the natives get Chef's the head of the kitchen. Or is that the word we just gave to Maybe whatever they called Maybe it's the word chief. we gave them. Like, That's probably They it. didn't speak English. So. Some sort of leader. <laughs> no, but again, like Ottawa was no, a no, native word, right. meaning like canoe. And, you and know maybe, what I mean? it, maybe they had a word that was similar. Who knows, man? Well, no, my point is they probably had some other word that we then came and said, oh, chief. That means, that means chief. chief. Yeah. yeah. You chief. So that's yeah. a tough one. But the Redskins is pretty blatant. Oh, the Redskins, the Indians. I mean, the what do you... Hawks. Hold on. Not, let's say this, too. The Indians have the most heinous logo on the face of yeah, the earth. Yeah, that's about it. It is just racist. So, racist. so what do you think should... Ha- this is really interesting. So what do you think should happen there with like... And don't let me forget Peter Pan. We're going to come back to Peter sure. Pan. But the Chiefs, yeah. the Redskins, the Braves. What what should happen? If if Matt is uh, Donald Trump... Well, hold on. And he could... You can all keep your names so that for branding purposes, it's not a logistical nightmare. So you can keep Redskins... Then your logo has to be a potato with red skin. Okay. Or, or anything that has skin that you. No, no, have. like a red skin potato. That's the only one I can think of that makes sense. Well, an apple has red skin. Could it be a red, delicious apple? No, because they call those potatoes red skins, I'm pretty sure. Red skin potatoes. Mm-hmm. That's racist, too. Well, okay, but my point is same thing. The Braves, you could just change it to like an American patriot. Yeah, Braves is easy. The only one I see a problem with is, is Indians. The, well, the Indians and the Redskins. I think both of those are an Well, the Redskins su- should just change the name. The Indians have to. It's insane. And they have that tomahawk chop. Oh, it, fucking, it's, oh. It's, uh, so, okay. So you think that they should have to change their names? Well, again, I think if you can, like the Chiefs. You guys are in a great position to go out and tell people, listen, this is this was a mistake. We named it after a guy. Wouldn't it be amazing if you then your logo was a Mis- chef? Mistake. Oh, chi- yeah, sure. A chief. Yeah. It would be so good. There's the problem. The Cleveland logo is called Chief Wahoo. 
I know. But they've stopped using them. So so this now they've brings us that. to Peter Pan, okay. the, the cartoon, yeah, the yeah. Disney cartoon. Do You, you re- said it like I didn't know what Peter Pan was. Sorry, you might have been thinking of the Broadway musical. Anyways, um, I know you're that type of guy, Maddie. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Listen. Um, <laughs> uh, nice, P- nice diss and then P- catch P- yourself. Peter Pan, they have that whole scene with the hat. Why does he ask you how, you know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that whole dance and the, like, that's pretty heinous when you look back on it. But is that kind of like a, um, N word, uh, Huck Finn? Yeah. Like you, do you just take things out of history, you know? And isn't that the same for a sports team? Like, do you just take things out of history? Well, no, you don't go back and change the books to say the red, the new name of the team won. You still go back and say the Redskins won in whatever. If okay, they ever won. so that's different. Oh, sports, but what do you do about that movie? Does that get clipped out of there, or does the movie stop getting sold? Like, what happens? I mean, this is the thing. There's a weird argument to be made with Peter Pan because kids are super. Um, vulnerable. That's what I'm saying. So when you teach a kid at like four, like, hey, this native shit, you can just go to town making fun of them. There's not enough for them to worry. That's a problem. I didn't even think of that. But That's a big problem. Whereas Huck Finn is also a book intended for children that we were forced to read in elementary school or high school. One or the other. This is the thing, though. Huck Finn is a word that I think everyone knows. Like that, it's a hot button word. So... You can at least teach it in school from the perspective of like, look at the time this was in and the words. You know what I mean? Peter Pan is tough to. I actually would say that they probably should just get rid of that. And I'm not big on you'll not almost never hear me say that, but that you're probably right on this one. Or if if you were asking me the question, I would on this one, I'd probably say you should get rid of it. Or what if they put at the beginning of it? If you watch it, I no, because again, I don't think parents. Parents don't care enough to read that shit. And what about when it's shown on TV? Should they remove it then? Probably, right? Like, because they clip things out of it all the time when they show it on TV for time. Well, I will say this though: the N bomb is not taken off of television. Well, it's taken off of children's television. But you know how? Oh, okay, well, sure. Not- but there's any gathering to say uh, we first want to thank the Algonquin, just some sort of shout out, acknowledgement. I think that's tough, though, Kamar, because there's so many different tribes. Like she said, there's how many different no, tribes? Can't there's 500 recognized plus tribes. Another 300 plus another 300 unrecognized. Which yeah. is insane, so man. It's, that's a lot of tribes. That's a lot of credits running before you you play Peter Pan. Um, I think it's easier just to just to get rid of it. Like, it's not even imperative part of the film. It seems like it was just a piece of racism <laughs> thrown in the middle. A musical piece of racism. You know what I mean? Like if it was a, 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 a Huck Finn, that's like an imperative part of the book. You can't you take that out and it, it really changes the narrative. I don't feel like. Does it though? Because couldn't you just put like N Black dash. I, I, I don't know. Like the everybody knows what you're talking about. Maybe at the beginning of the book, you put a little star with what the word is and then you just don't include it on. Uh, how many times does it show up in Huck Finn? It's something a like ton. 370 ton. times, or I'm making that up, but it's a lot of times, you know? I mean, Simon, I, I don't know. It's a tough one. It is. I mean, we're talking about Because changing. you're a big uh, freedom of am. speech guy and freedom of uh, whatever, so it's a very slippery slope, man. I agree. I, that's, why I, that's why I started it by saying I would 
99% of the time never suggest doing this. There's just something about kids. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But both of those things fall into the same category, I think. Huck Finn and there there aren't a lot of like uh, 40-year-old men like, I'm going to go and read me some Huck Finn, you know? I don't know why I did a Southern accent there. Could be any person who decided <laughs> to go and read Huck Finn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I don't know. You ask a good question. I don't have the answers, obviously. Okay. Well, let's um, move on then. Sure. Um, the idea of mu- museums hoarding relics and religious items is so interesting and true. They've been doing it for a long time. The mu- I think museums are like, first of all, a lot of them are uh, owned by the state or the government or whatever you want to call it. Okay. If they're not owned by the state or the government or whatever you want to call it, they're owned by some rich, rich benefactor. Okay. In both cases, it seems to me that they're holding on to a lot of information that's never getting out there. They're either buying it and keeping it in storage or buying it for the specific purpose to never let it get to the people's eyes. Like, well, you know what they have in the legislature in Victoria, BC? There's a wall that was painted that is just a, the slaughter of First Nations people. Yeah. And they put up another wall in front of it. So that wall exists. You cannot see it. There's a there's a wall with like, I don't know if it's a three foot space. And behind that is this horrible, horrible mural. See, that one seems very odd. I don't, I don't get it. What? Who made the mural? The natives? No, no, no. It's no, a no, ma- no. it's a mural white, of them getting white men in. Yeah. Oh, in gotcha. gotcha. It's, it's a massacre of First Nations people. So you want to leave the wall because you saying. don't want to destroy it. You don't want to destroy art can and history, it. but no one can look at it. That's the stupidest thing well, I've ever heard. I was speaking of why are they? You were saying some artifacts they're holding on. Yeah. that they don't want to yeah, be yeah. seen. Oh well, I was thinking more like. Um, scrolls that have information on them or there's that whole this has nothing to do with native uh, people but the whole idea of uh, the smithsonian buying um the elongated skulls because they don't want them to be out there in the public uh the idea of smithsonian buying up uh giant bones because they didn't want them to be studied like it's just um I mean, that's weird. But let me ask you, Simon, you're like, you care so much about ancient civilizations that if we found some crazy site and then this woman came in and was like, you guys can't look at any of that stuff because it's all like native burial stuff. Is that not a weird one for you? Because do you not feel kind of like we owe it to society to, to... That was real tough. And that was... That was real tough. She She... That was one of my big problems with her was she was just like... Well, this is our shit. Too bad. We don't even have to talk to you about it. That type of attitude, you I, know what I mean? I just especially weird coming from a white person. <laughs> but but I'm with you. They that stuff ha- like t- take something like Gobekli Tepe, right? Yeah. They're going about that so slowly that it'll be decades. It'll be a thousand years before they uncover that whole place. They're at like five percent right now. There, there's just not the money behind it in that case yeah. because we know they're trying to, or we think they are. We'll never there are many the places in Iraq and uh, old Mesopotamia and places like that where um, we're never even knowing what they're hiding from us. Yeah. 
But my that was where I was I, I was really interested to know where you would stand on this one because like I like you said it seemed like she was just like this is our stuff fuck off well I mean but I, if it has if if there's something there that could help society a great deal should we not totally I assume that she was more talking about like it being in a museum which I'm with we want to use these in our religious uh, yeah. in our in our rituals and stuff not have it on display for you to look at but if we have a scroll that shows the way to convert uh, water into wine. I assume that that's a stupid example, but you, you know what I mean? That I, that they would share that with everybody for the greater good. Hopefully. I think again, too, my issue with her was like Joe, for example, you know, just again, he's ignorant. He's trying, he's there trying to get information and he's like, you know, it'd be great as if there was like a museum and she was like, yeah, wouldn't that be great? And then Joe was like, oh, yeah. I guess that already oh, exists. Yeah. And she, you know, like, you don't have to well, be like that. He's how ha- about he has the, you on his show. Like, how about the land bridge? Oh, yeah. She, yeah. Like when Joe had to literally take a second and be like, okay, just slow, slow down a second here. Because you know that this land bridge actually did exist. Yeah. And people did migrate and over And science it. tells us, yeah. That is not to say, like, I'm with her. That's not to say that there weren't already people here. Sure. But the argument is that when they say we were here first, someone says, no, you guys came from somewhere else. Well, everybody came from somewhere else. Like, even if they were here 100,000 years ago, eventually man was created from something and started somewhere and then dispersed. You know what I mean? Like, I I think, or maybe we, I, I don't, fuck, I'm not smart enough to know how that works, man. Like, we crawl out of the ocean. Maybe that happens in multiple different places at the same time. I don't know. I just know that, like I said, then she went on to oh. be like, I think we came out of the ground. And Joe kind of pushed back, like, well, you don't actually, like, you think metaphorically we came out of the ground. And she was like, no. But again, why does Joe, uh, uh, okay, I hear what you're saying, and I hear what Joe's saying. But it's like, that's not convenient for the way Joe thinks. He doesn't like the idea of us coming from the stars or us coming from the earth or whatever it is. But he's the first one to say, you know, I've done DMT and I've seen that there's way more than we understand. Like, why? Why is one crazy and the other not? I just... Well, because he also is very much a man of science, right? So it's tough for him when she pushes back on the land... Uh, bridge thing yeah to then be like well i think we we sprouted up here he then has to i think he he does a disservice and then just gloss over yeah. that like oh well let's well, just move on from i that. mean science is just and again i i believe in a lot of science i'm not like out there taking herbal remedies and shit you know what i mean i use real medicine and all of that jazz but at the same time we believe certain things because that's the way it is we have no fucking idea. And if it was a different way, if make something up, um, water was formed by a different process than we know it. And that's what they told us. That's just what we would believe. We wouldn't know any differently, man. It's so not all science is right. That, I guess that's my point. Fair enough. Are we done with her then? Um, no, let's talk a little bit about how interesting it is about the Mormons and the Indians. Okay. Because the whole alien idea. That's not the Mormons. Yeah, that's the Mormons. 
What do you mean? The Mormons thought Joseph that Smith? all the... Um, well, they thought the Native Americans killed... No, I think they thought that they were... Jesus. No, the, the, no there's no aliens in aliens. Mormonism. Yeah, can you look that up for me, Kamar? I'm on it. Thanks, man. And then... I mean, well, yeah, we, we don't need to talk about that. Well, no, because I'm very interested to know if I'm No, right no, I was just going to talk about the Olmecs. You know those Olmec yeah, heads? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Because those are clearly go to support my theory of um, there were way different people living in that part of the world at that time, obviously, because they look exactly like people from a totally different part. Like, it, it's, come on. Come, come on when you do we that. don't have come on it's not like they had the ability to look through their fucking um magic ball and see what people on the other side of the world looked like you know what i'm saying it's it goes to this whole like and i know with the pyramids you're like well that's the most um solid structure so of course many different civilizations who had no um correlation between them ended up building these things that looked the same but when you take a deeper dive into it, it's like it's more than just the same. It's like it's like looking at an architect who has designed three different buildings. Same kind of finial, same kind of, you know, it's yeah. very interesting. No, I, I agree. I don't know how we got on that, but the natives from the Olmecs. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. It's the Lamanites. What are the Lamanites? They were a First Nations group that um, killed the Nephites. Which were the aliens that brought down the uh, oh they tablets. they killed the aliens? Oh, gotcha. okay. I thought they killed Jesus. Sorry. I knew there were aliens involved. Well, that's I their Jesus uh, in a way. <laughs> okay, my bad. Sorry, Mormons. So the very um, it's like the second most recent religion, Mormonism, out of the big ones. Out of the big you know ones, I believe saying? so. Yeah, Scientology being. Yeah, yeah, of course, I can't most, believe well, we're calling that a big yeah. one. It's so fringe, but. But both of them have to do with aliens. I mean, that just shows you the modern mind working in a way. You know what I mean? Like someone 5,000 years ago was like, I can, I can just tell them that this guy came back. And whereas now it's more like, well, we don't really know about aliens, but if I throw aliens in there. Well, you know, the church right now is accepting aliens as a possibility. And they're actually having discussions about what's going to happen when we find out that aliens really exist? How does that shift the paradigm of religion? And it's because they're scared, right? They're yeah. Cause their books forever. were like, we're the center of the universe. They're having to now, um, allow for the idea of something else. It, it's very interesting. Man. Very interesting. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. But that's actually like Vatican has had these conversations. I love how Vatican is a person, just one guy sitting the there in the Pope, mirror. Whatever. <laughs> the Pope is in the mirror like, what about the you aliens? Know, you know, Joe Vatican. <laughs> By the way, did he's like you, the Pope's right hand man. Did either of you start watching that tiger documentary? I on did Netflix? last night. Yeah. I have not. I only Joe got through Exotic. one. I only got through the first one episode, too. but I think it's going to be good. On, I, infor- I unfortunately it. watched Love is Blind. Dude, oh, you God. are desperate. Eh? Come on. That was shot so poorly. Mary was watching it. I walked in the other night. Whoever shot that did it on like an iPhone. You just have to watch the last two episodes. Oh, it's terrible. Um, I remember what I was going to say now. The second thing. It was going to be my apology to you, Kamar. Oh, for TikTok. For TikTok. Because I went down a massive, 
massive TikTok rabbit hole. Did for you do about a dance? Two days. No, you, fuck <laughs> no. The no need to Jesus apologize. Did you Christ. do a dance? No, but I just I I understand how one could get totally immersed in that. But then you're just like, this is so fucking dumb. It goes from this doesn't make sense. What's going on here? To oh, I get it. Oh my god, I get it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much. I did that all in two days. <laughs> it was very. It was a very quick cycle through. No need to apologize. Oh I don't think many god. people could resist yeah. it if you're bored. Yeah. Oh well, this was like the perfect time too, right? Uh, it filled two days. Well, there you go, yeah. Simon. Yeah. Sorry. Back to uh, this lady, and. Um, what uh, what Matt had a problem with. Any momentum she was going to get for raising awareness, though. <laughs> My problem is this. If I represent even a small swath of society, then she lost a lot of people. Just because of... Uh, you know everything I she mentioned. Not, she not win people over in this appearance. Not in my opinion, yeah. I mean... I, I was just saying more. I think um, if this was going on during a time where there was nothing else going on, maybe a lot of people go, whoa, this is an issue, these First Nations, but it's just at the... Well, the perfect example was, you know, Joe gives her... Sorry, Matt. Joe gives her the uh, the age-old Joe question of... If you had all the money and all the power, how would you change things? You know, and in this case was, how would you change things on the res? And she said, we'll deal with that ourselves." Yeah. Yeah. Like, how, do, how is that a conversation? Exactly. Just get us our seat at the table and we'll take care of the rest. I think. Yeah, we don't need saying. your fucking help. We don't want your help. Like, okay, fine. I'm not even... I, Joe's like, I'm not even saying I'm going to help you. I'm asking what you would do to help yourself. Which, again, she had... No answers because it's an incredibly. I mean, Joe's not doing her any favors either. The question is loaded as fuck. Well, they've never had an answer. Well, and the problem too is, and again, this isn't my opinion, but this is a very popular opinion in Canada, which is that the First Nations people have gotten a lot of compensation. Not enough. Again, this isn't my argument. And they've mismanaged it totally. Historically. Uh, historically. And we just keep giving more and more. And they just keep fucking it up more and more. Hence the res and the suicide and the alcoholism and the... Listen, there are tons of arguments against that. I'm just... that That's the view of a lot of people. And I'm sure that's the view of a lot of people in the United States as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 you you can tell when you talk to someone there's a certain tone they have if they start talking about first nations people or whatever whether they're compassionate or um not empathetic uh sympathetic no they they don't care about it yeah anymore. right it's, uh, my uh i have a cousin who is a um first nations first nations and he was adopted when he was like one yeah um or younger, his parents were drug addicts. Okay. And I always just assumed that my aunt and uncle did such a great thing. You know what I mean? Helping this kid. Taking and him now in. as an older person, I'm like, mm, did they? I mean, I think they did still because his situation was shitty. And I guess he didn't have any other family that he could go with or else. Well, my he question to you is, is it them. just because they were white that that it was wrong of them to adopt him? I don't get it. 
Like, did he get a, did, did he have a better life because of that? A way, well, again, we'll never know because like I'm saying, I don't know. Sorry. I don't know if I'm assuming that they took him away from a terrible situation and not that he had a grandmother who he could have gone to. And instead they gave him to a white family because that's what they were doing back in the day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This was a lot more recent than that. It was so, you know, he's only a couple of years older than I am. This didn't happen during the, uh, what did they call it? They had a name for it here when they did the sweep. Yeah. Where they swept up all the um, kids into those residential schools and stuff. What was the name she had for it? It wasn't residential schools. I have it in here somewhere. Do you? I think so. Because I'd love to know. Anyway, we can move on. It's fine. The the last thing I just wanted to talk about was um, the idea that the wall that Trump is trying to build is just littered with... um, ancient sites all along it and it never even occurred to me but yeah i mean when you're doing a project of that kind of magnitude you know most of the time even when you're doing like you're building a mall let's say i know that he had that um yeah the guy the the mammoth guy who said you know we're there doing it fuck that man i i know these people money just rules the day you know what I mean? They're building a giant mall in downtown Ottawa, okay? You really think they have fucking mammoth guys on staff there? There is no fucking way. There is no way. You don't think they have one? Not one? I don't think they do, Matt. I <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, I could be mistaken. I'm playing Diablo Avocado. You're probably mistaken, right. But I think that the situation is unless they like scoop out bones, they just keep on moving. I don't think know? there's any mammoth guy for the LRT. No, this is what they I, went deep. This is what I'm saying. They probably fucking hit Hollow Earth. Maybe Com- that's what's slowing shit down. Coming up in number three. Coming up in number. <laughs> Imagine three. it's just like uh, what's that Harry Potter platform nine and three quarters yeah. or whatever. Yeah. We just have pl- uh, station three, and it takes you to the center of the Earth. You meet <sighs> General Bird down there. He's the fucking grand ruler of Hollow Earth. Ted come in handy today. You know General Bird, Matt? He was that uh, military guy who said he was flying over the Antarctic yeah, and yeah. went into that giant hole. I was uh, I was telling my wife the story about it the other day. I'm like, yeah, there's this um, whole news thing about it. Like he's on video and I pull up the video and I'm just like, yeah, this doesn't really help me. <laughs> it seems totally yeah, it like, seems like the fake shit. Well, because it's so old. Everything seems so fucking corny back then. You know, I'm telling you, man, if you watch something that's like 10 years old, you're like, was this filmed in 1982? It's weird how the leaps in fucking everything. Like, what was I watching the other day? Basketball. Amazing movie. Terrible film. Does Dude, not hold up. You're crazy. Better what are you talking? I don't even understand how you say that. I turned it off. Like 25, 30 minutes. It's a terrible film. Terrible film. You are and so I love You love South Park. Yeah. I hate South Park and love basketball. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I thought it was a great movie. I just watched it the other day. I know. Listen, someone, I was playing uh, poker the other night and someone's like, I'm watching basketball right now. It was like, terrible movie. He and agreed, actually. I'm the first one to admit when a movie doesn't hold up. Like, I'm the harshest critic. No, that movie does not hold oh, up. Oh, it holds. No. Well, it's going to be the movie game today because this is a great reason. You love it. You hate it. It's got to be. And I don't know if any of the movies coming up. Simon, can you grab my pad? It's it's a uh, top shelf two in. I'm so sorry. 
and a pen, actually. Basketball. Wow. I think Simon's going to crush me on this one. I think you both are going to be both way off. It should be, it should be on that shelf right in front of you. Yeah. No, as this has nothing to do with Verse Nations, there is a Joe Rogan connection because our favorite fat man Joey Diaz is in basketball. Joey Diaz is in basketball. He is. I'm so mean. Yeah. Well, you know what's weird? (laughs) I don't care. What a dick. Starring Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Yasmin Bleeth, Jenny McCarthy, Robert Vaughn, Ernest Bornine, Diane Bashar, and of course, lesser credit, you know, Joey Diaz. You know who's so hot and who was like one of my faves back in the day? Yasmin Bleeth. Oh, yeah. Can I just say for the record uh, that my grandfather, God rest his soul, looked almost identical to Ernest Borgnine? Interesting. I'll show you a photo after. It's ridiculous. Okay. He looked By like a way, vampire? Uh, wow. Uh, Kamar, what did you rate the week? Three. Oh, thanks, Matt. Good job. And Simon, what did you rate it? A three as well. Okay, now we'll do basketball. Okay, basketball. Year, Simon. Write that down first. Now we're trying to get closest to the budget and box office after we guess the year. I'm ready. Me too. I have 19... No, sorry. I have 2002. I have 1997. 1998. Oh, oh Simon. Bitch. Simon. July 31st. Simon. Son of a bitch. All right. So, uh, basketball. How much did it cost and how much did it make? And this came out at a time where nothing the South Park boys could do could be wrong. Did you see Orgasmo? Of course. And Choda Boy. That I couldn't get through. Basketball I could get through. And they're still like the only guys who are really doing good edgy comedy now. But how much money they have. I wonder what their take on coronavirus will be. I'm ready. Okay, I'm taking a really weird stab at this. You go first, Matty. I went. I also went weird. I think it cost seven point eight million to make, and it grossed twenty four million. We are right on the same wavelength. I think it cost ten point two mil to make, and it grossed eighteen million. Well, you guys are going to be shocked because it cost twenty three million to make. Wow! And made seven million. Holy shit! What an L that took. Boom! It was a bomb. Wow! Definitely became a cult classic. Oh, it's wow. only but we were both on the right path there. Low budget. I thought it was going to be a little high because I figured they'd pay themselves a bunch to do a couple of like, uh, you That's know, crazy. stupid big scenes that cost Dude, a lot they of money. lost a ton of money. I, I thought that. one of you was going to go with the loss category because we very often do not have that. That's like That's going the first zero. loss category we've had, I think, I ever. So, yeah. No, no, no. There was another one because I remember um, we were both totally shocked. Hmm. Either way, that's Anyways. crazy. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Because I think we're done with that lady, yeah? Yeah. All right, well, we'll rate it first. We'll sure. start with Kamar. Do you want to rate her? Yeah, rate her, you... not rate her. Rate the episode. Uh, I'm going to give this episode a 1.65. 
A 1.65. Correct. Weird. Okay. Kamar? Um, I give it a two. Yeah, I also give it a two. That's not good. Wow, I rated it the lowest. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Me either. But like I agree with Simon, the content was fantastic. It's just the chemistry between her and Joe was... Non-existent. Yeah, it was hard. It was none. They were difficult. It was terrible like that. From that point of view, it was one of the worst Joe Rogans of all time. Because she was there to be straight up advocate. He was there for some neat stories. As a fanboy, he did. He wanted nothing more than to show how much he loved that culture. And she did nothing but um, tell him he couldn't tell him he couldn't. Exactly. And that's shitty. Like I get the idea of appropriation, but on some level I'm like, if we're appropriating because we think your culture is cool, that is a compliment. Like I do not get the idea of appropriation is we're just a melting pot of society. The problem is eliminating a culture, and that's what she's fighting against. But as for adopting something and making it different or better, fuck whatever. I find it a bit odd. I find it a bit odd that I expressed my opinion openly in what is supposed to be an open forum here, unedited, and you both kind of shyly shat on me a little bit, and then you rate this a one point six, and you give it fine a two, same as me, but. And then you both give me this diatribe at the end about how it was everything I said it was. You just didn't go off on her being white. That was we the just, only thing. That, that was your key point. See, the difference is Kamar, dark-skinned. Me, dark-skinned. And I have a cousin who's native, so I have, you know... Let me ask Blanche, you, though. And you, well, let me ask you, white, if I do a, entitled. If I, hold on. Hear me out. If I did a, a DNA test tomorrow and you found out I was 10% Native American and I came in tomorrow in a headdress and beads and moccasins and started preaching about how my people have been You're so good. hard done by. You're good. Really? No. Yeah. See, you'd have a problem. You'd be like, Floyd, this isn't, you haven't lived this life. You haven't, again, I'm not saying that about her. She, but I mean, you don't, you also don't hear me preaching how hard done by my people are. Like only in jest do I ever do that. You know what I mean? And Kamar as well, like he's never like saying how hard it is to be a Moroccan Scot, you know? Yeah, from the Yukon. It's got to be rough. I'm finding out every day though. (laughs) (laughs) Not as easy as it looks. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on then. Let's do it. So number 1443, Jonathan Ward. Uh, All right. I give it a one. Let's move on. It was a, I, I give it a one. No, we're not moving on. But I mean, that I these car guys, I can't. I give it uh, a one. Though that's it. We're, well, unless you are a car enthusiast, enthusiasts, um, this guy is the worst because this is only rich people cars. Yeah, he's not like main cars. Like we make these cars that we provide uh, vans for uh, you know underprivileged people, whatever. This is just complete luxury how many how many people has joe had on who do vans for underprivileged children mm. oh i bet shannon o'laughlin does a bunch no but this is so niche this taking uh old cars and making them new I'll, again i'll tell you though if i had money yeah which i clearly do not mm-hmm. i would definitely like if i had fuck you type of money yeah i would buy an old car and put all new shit on the inside because I love that idea. I love the idea of the outside of your car has the old patina. You know what I would do? I would buy a fucking El Camino. 
a sick ass El Camino and I wouldn't do it up like a gangster that style. I would keep it just, it's just a cool old beat up El Camino, but everything inside airbags, ABS brakes. How many uh, gangsters do you know have El Caminos? Mexican uh, oh. well, cholos, yeah, vato locos. It's a okay. big thing. Gotcha. So you mean gang bangers? Whatever. I, I, I didn't was thinking mean, Italian. I meant mafioso. like low ride. I didn't even mean gangsters. I meant like um, just that whole car culture where they like soup them up with the cherry um, paint jobs and you know everything shiny and new. I like this idea of nobody knows you have a fucking dope ass car from the outside you know but this guy what he's doing is so niche there's such a minority uh involved in this it was it's like the guy who's repurposing the teslas right you're like yeah i mean that sounds cool but nobody Uh, that guy's more that that guy's more interesting because he was just doing himself and the the trials and tribulations of trying to deal with tesla that was just neat out of interest this is just like this was really one of those ones where, like Kamar said, I'm not into cars, but if you have the right car guy on and the conversation's right, I could enjoy it. This guy was just so, I don't want to say nerdy, but that might be the right word, like just so balls deep into cars. And that's all they talked about, really. It wasn't... Uh, the one interesting part of this whole thing was when they were talking about like um, who killed the electric car and then that car that ran on water. And then he was telling the story about that one car that would run on charged particles in the air. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck, man? That would, That's insane. That Well, wasn't that the guy that had it shelved? Yeah, it was bought and shelved. But this is those three ideas, water-powered cars, electric cars, and this air particle cars. We're talking about... You'd have to imagine they have that technology, Simon. It's 2020. They a thousand they percent... They had the technology. It didn't disappear. They yeah, have that's what it. I'm saying. They it's, bought it. Yeah. They shelved it. My point is any of those three technologies or a combination of those three technologies could have put big oil out of business a long fucking time ago. Agreed. And so they were suppressed by big oil. Yeah. This guy felt brought to you by the makers of the coronavirus, big oil. This guy was trying to come off as a free, free range, um, organic, uh, locally sustained, uh, car restorator. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I only deal with rich guys and I don't even know where it was. We're not going too long, but when he started complaining about labor laws and stuff, he sounded like a fucking jackass because he talked about a dumpster that wasn't properly secured. And so, yeah, the guy can fucking see you because you're working on safe work site here, man. Sorry. That's what it is. He's, I, I, he paints himself one way, but I, I don't think this guy's a top-notch guy. Well, then at the end, too, he made it seem like like he was some broke, like, you know, when he was like, I'm just hanging on check check to check day by day here. Like, this thing could really go under at any time. I was like, you just two seconds ago said you're paying people $100 an hour to do labor. I, you're obviously doing pretty well. He was saying he, caught, he charges clients, what, $1,000 an hour to work on those cars? Like, that's fucking bananas. Well, yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> We didn't even mention the last kiss, but everyone, there's a there's a state of shock. It'd be impossible to be 100% engaged in a conversation with Joe Rogan and not still wondering, did someone, does my grandmother have this or whatever? So, I mean, I excuse him there, but I thought he was a complete douchebag and <laughs> this podcast did nothing for me. 
I agree. This podcast didn't do much for me. I kind of see what Kamar is saying, but I don't. I I think douchebag is a really strong. I don't know. Like the guy wasn't. Um, Sorry for our Italian listeners. Bag of douche. I don't think he was. <laughs> he didn't seem like an evil dude to me. No, no, no. I think He's not you're malicious. Just, there but... was so little to think about. If this, actually, the the content he had for that worker for working irresponsibly like that. I didn't tell him to do that. That was was kind of odd. That was weird. I was going, this guy's all right. I just don't care about this shit till that exact moment. I said, fuck this guy. And then he couldn't fire the guy who stole and was a crackhead or something. What was that whole thing? That was a hypothetical. Was it? Because it seemed very personal. He said it was a hypothetical. Yeah. I get that. That workers protection thing. There's a fine line. Like when you work with unions, there's pieces of shit. Definitely a fine line. Yeah. And I I still think unions on the whole are a good thing. But I just don't think the, these issues are breaking into his profit margin. Well, yeah. He made it seem like it was a big deal. If I was in a union, I'd still have a job. I'm telling you, Simon, the fact that corporations don't want unions tells you that unions are a fucking good thing. And you have to agree with that across the board. I really haven't given it that much thought. to And it depends what side job. If you're a business owner, if you're a worker, like there's there's all sorts of factors. Like for the the working man, the union's a good thing. Like, I know I was listening to um, Tim, Tim Poole because mm-hmm. they were talking about the Young Turks because they're in this whole um, union fight right now. They were always a, a company that would fight for, like, the proletariat, right? So they were in favor of unions, and then all of a sudden his crew wanted to unionize, and they have him on camera freaking out at the, one of the guys, Um Anyways, point is, he was saying, look... You're um, talking about Sank Unger or whatever yeah, his name is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chank Uger. Uger. Um, that was close. Well, I, like yeah. your, I like his name. Point is, he, he was he was saying, look, we're not going to be able to afford this. What you're asking for just isn't feasible. Which I guess, look, if you want to start a union and you, the idea is that you would sit down with the the owner and you guys would figure out some sort of arrangement and if you say to them look this is never going to work it's going to put the company out of business well then it would be silly for them to start a a union because all of them are going to lose their jobs right i see what you're saying matt in a amazon type situation of course there should be unions because somebody has to be looking out for these people who are going up against this corporate giant I just don't know if across the board it's necessary. Fine, but you just uh, listen. You you just simply say, and then the problem is there's too many fucking loopholes. Like you would make, you would say to a company, as soon as you have more than 150 employees, right? Those employees are allowed to unionize, or maybe automatically should be unionized. Sure, but the point is, then every company would just do like. Uh, <laughs> They would just fucking segregate their company into little 149 pieces. Amazon would become 600 million different companies all to avoid paying. We know they would do this, Matt, because they do that with everything taxes right now. Yes, they do. Anyways. I mean, I feel like we're doing this guy a little bit of a disservice because aside from Kamara thinking he was a total douchebag, I actually thought they had a decent conversation. Like, I I just... I was a romance for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had this on fucking... I mean, I did have to listen to four podcasts yesterday, so I had to, but I was on two times for this whole thing, and it made it... Maybe that's why it was more palatable. I really had to stretch to even get two pages, three pages, and one of them, like, 
I was going to ask you what your favorite car growing up as a kid was. Like, there was nothing, man. This was fucking, <laughs> this was baloney. So what was your favorite car growing up as a kid, Simon? Mine was the 911 Slant Nose, the Porsche. Hmm. It certainly isn't my favorite car anymore. I think if I had to buy a car now, I would buy, like I told you, one of these redone El Caminos. Make sure it had all-wheel drive and shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember having a favorite car as a kid. To be completely honest. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a car person at all. Oh, I remember being. No, but eight. you didn't have like a fancy car. Yeah, yeah. I remember put a being Mustang 5.0 or something. Uh, Testa Rosa oh, or something. Lamborghini Ferrari. That I was, was just gonna cool. say. I remember being eight years old and being like, I want a Lamborghini Countach. You oh, know you know I mean? what I used to love back in the day was um, Lotuses. They were fucking cool. They had like the suicide doors. Oh, we like can talk about Lotus for a second. That was, they make, that yeah, was that the most was interesting cool. part yeah, of this They make podcast. most of their money off keychains and the, I think keychains was a stretch, but I think he just meant their uh, Merch. merchandising. Yeah. And they just make concept cars. Once Which a while. is weird because Lotus never had like, it's not like DeLorean that made their whole name by being famous from a movie. But that's a you dude. You know what I mean? DeLorean's one guy. Yeah, I understand, but it's still a car company. Is it? Yeah, DeLorean. I think DeLorean was one guy who made one car. No, but they ma- they manufactured that car. They didn't just make one car. DeLorean was manufactured. I'll look it up. Right. I don't know if they only had one model, that one. I think they only had the one model. But they were still a legitimate car company. Yeah, I'm saying they yeah. mass produced that one car. Mass, mass is, of produced, course, a, yeah. well, mass being like this guy was talking about how he wanted them to change California emissions rules because he is considered a car maker. So he has to pay these insane taxes based on the emissions he's putting right, out. Yeah. But he's like, I'm making like, I'm not a, a, a Chrysler where I'm making 10,000, 50,000 cars. Yeah. So I'm, I was with, I felt that in his, in his defense, I felt him on that one where he was like, I'm a small business getting crushed by these regulations that are meant for these massive conglomerates. And they're somehow getting out of it and it's hurting the little guy. It's such a fucked up system, man. Yeah. I mean, I doubt they're getting out of it. It's tough for a massive car company to get around that one, especially in the state of California. Oh, listen, they're getting the fuck around it, man. And if they're not, they just get in trouble and then the fucking government bails them out. What do you think about... Um, I saw a great tweet the other day. Someone was saying, <coughs> we should absolutely not bail out any fucking corporations once this coronavirus passes. I think you have to, because if you don't, I'm usually with you, Matt. I'm you, you, I'm like, don't let it crumble, but it would really, cr- like, it would be too much on top of each other. Hold on. The tweet continued. He oh. said, what you do is this. You put it on the banks. So he said, all these companies, he said, cruise ships, hotel, all these huge corporations, they have collateral. He said, make the banks give them rock bottom interest on loans and let them get their company back up and running. They don't need to be bailed out by the people in the government. That's not how this fucking works. Yeah, We're all a, affected is, by that this. That is a good point, man. And since the banks make trillions of dollars a year, guess what? For the next five years, you're only going to make a couple billion. So Suck you, it up. So, you know, they um, announced this big stimulus package for Canada. Yeah. yeah. A bunch of it was, we're going to help with mortgages, we're going to do this, we're going to suspend mortgages for six months, blah, blah, whatever they said they were going to do. Um, Somebody, I don't remember, maybe my daughter, somebody was looking at, no, not my daughter, my brother, I don't know, whoever. Apparently, like, only certain people qualify, like, it's a real, it's all just smoke and mirrors, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how much real fucking help there is out there for anybody. I mean, listen, if they... If they get to where like San Francisco is, where they decide we have to make people stay in their homes, 
then for whatever amount of time they do that, they're going to have to freeze mortgages. They have to and rent. Right. Because if it's mandated by the government, then you can't do anything. But also, it this is the weird thing is that doesn't really that shouldn't affect anyone. Because like if you're if you're a renter, your landlord also isn't paying their mortgage. But so just should, everything is in arrears. It's not. They have it. to give the landlord a break so that he can then give you a break or whatever. Whoever's renting from him. I'm just know? saying your mortgage. A mortgage is still a fixed time. So if you're paying a 25 year mortgage, it's not like you have it set in stone that it's done December of. 2042 probably paying every two weeks what i'm saying though is that so if they freeze it for two months you still have to pay those two months down the road absolutely they're not getting rid of it they're just giving you a break that's what i'm saying so at the end they're not like freezing mortgages and rent payments doesn't hurt fucking anyone it doesn't doesn't help it doesn't hurt the bank that's what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying it doesn't hurt anyone they still get you still owe the money on your house they're, they just push everything they could even, That's all I'm they saying. They could even charge you the interest on it. Let's finish this guy up because the rest sure, of the sure. episodes we'll, we'll talk okay, about this fine. stuff. Yeah, uh, for the record, DeLorean started in 1975. It's uh, Canadian, in, right? Uh, no, it's, uh, he's American. Really? It started in Canadian. 1975 and ended in 1982. Hmm. And did they only have the one model? Yeah. So it was it. And then another guy started another DeLorean car company from Liverpool. But uh, it's hard to call that a real car company for the last for six years. I mean, how long from... Start to. I I think our point, Kamar, was it wasn't just some dude building them out of his garage and selling no, them. No, there no, was no. a factory and production That's what I said. lines. It was produced, and, yeah. You know, like Tucker, like Tucker, exactly, exactamundo. Do you want to take your chances with this, Matt? I'm happy to give you the end of it. No, I have a oh, I have okay, m- mucho of that left there. Thank you though, Simon. I really do appreciate everything about you. I know, I know you do, Matt. Um, what was so I going to say? So that's it for that one. Maybe the worst reviewed podcast ever at Bebry. Well, you guys got to rate it. We haven't rated it. So it would be nice if Simon rated it. One. Oh, we all said one across we the board. We all said one. So we're sticking with those ones. That's a fucking generous one. Unless you're unless you're rich and are looking into getting a retro car that's brand new on the inside, then this podcast is the one for you. Hold on. If you're into cars, if you're a car guy, go and listen to this. You'd, yeah. probably, really, you'd probably really enjoy the conversation. I'll pay uh, that. But if you're not a car person, I would definitely suggest just skip this one. I mean, it's also a quarantine, so you're probably bored out of your fucking mind. You'll probably end up listening to this one anyway, but do what you got to do. I have trouble listening to podcasts right now, man. I do too. I'm I, I, so much better off doing something in the in the process of doing something listening to it than just listening to it to listen to it. Yeah. Very different experience. I will say the last night, like during poker, Teach that, their own. that was a good time. Like I was playing poker last night, listening to Andy Stump. I can feel As was I. As your was I. anxiety. Like I, I feel just bad for you, man. Well, What's weird let's is get, let's get into it. Maybe I'll on. feel better at the end of this. I got to say this too. I wasn't like when Kamar left last week, cause you haven't seen him in a while. I saw him on Monday. He had it together. I spoke to Keith last night, briefly on the phone, a mutual friend of ours. And Keith was like, Oh man, I just spoke to Kamar. I'm really worried about him. And I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" I was like, "I saw Kamar Monday, and like he had his shit together. He seemed fine." But I'm not gonna lie, seeing you today, you definitely seem. Uh, I'm slipping down a slope, boys. I think on edge. Would the be only the- thing I have going is uh, staying sober right now. Are you writing a lot? At least, like, is is that getting done? You, you no. should have a million Corona jokes by now. 
Toilet paper jokes, bidet jokes, no, nothing. When is this comedy club's going to open? That and will people yeah, find that funny? When they do, you should ha- you should be fucking ready with a swath of material. I have no? a sort of pandemic stuff I'm working on, but no, no. I mean, I have another two months to work on it. So uh, the way you should be looking at this is look at it as like an opportunity as opposed to a, um, all I do is exercise all day. Don't worry. I'm doing stuff. It's just like, what? Let's get write a fucking screenplay. Do something big, man. Okay. Okay. I'll write a screenplay. Problem solved. (laughs) I'm not trying to be an, okay. You you know, you don't. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll pay some bills and then we'll be right back. Hey, gang, if you are in Ottawa, be sure to check out our sponsor for this podcast, Ward 14. Ward 14 is Ottawa's first and only consignment bar. That's right. Everything inside the bar is for sale. The bar stools, the bar tops, the board games, the fish. I don't know about the fish, but everything pretty much is for sale in this bar. They have a lovely food menu. They have uh, great specialty drinks. The staff are awesome. Uh, It's a quaint little place. If you're looking for a place to go in Ottawa, it's in the heart of Ottawa's Little Italy. Check them out. Ward 14, 139 Preston, right beside the fire station. Uh, Ward 14, sweet little consignment bar. Check them out if you are in Ottawa. Thanks so much. 1444, Duncan Trussell. Uh, Do you guys think they're on mushrooms for this? They were high on something. No, they were. Sure. I think they were just high, but they maybe. were very, 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 very high. I'll say they were higher than weed could get you. That's well, that's, that's how I felt. That's where I was. Well, at. what was Joe saying in the stump one? He was like, <coughs> "When I get to that point, I just got to put on the uh, the NASA suit and the sunglasses." And <laughs> well, it seems like th- that would make sense on mushrooms. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right, man. Or maybe acid. they did do mushrooms. Yeah, one or the other, because it was definitely, like I said, seemed like more than pot. And uh, I think Joe had uh, Duncan on because he's his spiritual safe space and just wanted to talk about what's going on. Yeah, he just wanted to download all of his uh, his coronavirus stuff onto someone else. Someone else who's coming from a yeah, yeah. spiritual teachings and the big is greater than ourselves and funny no matter how far away from the mic i cough it doesn't seem to matter but there there was i mean there's uneasiness in both their voices i heard yeah yeah i mean i think again i think joe is realizing oh i might have to cancel this fucking tour that i wasn't going to cancel a week ago and i'm having a lot more trouble getting guests on here than i thought like again duncan's wife doesn't want him to come home the Shannon O'Glaughlin woman has to quarantine from her family. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't think it's as easy to continue on with his revenue stream as maybe he thought it it's might gonna be. It's going to be very um, tricky, I think, for him to get even LA guests in there coming up pretty soon. So, it, I mean, Simon, did you watch this one? I'm sure you could hear, but Duncan wore a mask the whole the whole show. He did. He had to take it off at one point to smoke the second joint. Oh, did he? I didn't. Okay, but you could hear it in the. That's why he sounded so muffled. He was wearing a a mask for mm. the majority, the lion's share of this thing. Well, that's silly. The second he, went I think there, he was sort of being silly. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just saying whether he was or wasn't, he was wearing the mask for the majority of it. Yep. I mean. Duncan is just such a funny dude, man. He's like really 
but his voice too. Everything it, it just it really lends itself to. But it's been an evolution with Duncan. From the the first time you heard him, he was just a crazy drug addict. Yeah, and now he's become a. I don't want to say spiritual teacher because he's still learning. But he's a, a guru, sure. Yeah, I don't really look Sherpa. at him that way. Ram Dass and all that stuff. Yeah, like I, that's my least favorite part of Duncan. His spirituality. Yeah, I like his like um, silliness. You know, I love when him and Joe get together. Like I love when Joe gets together with one of his buddies that just brings out like the that he's not over the top woke, over the top woke, or like um, you know, even when some guys who he hangs out with a lot come in the conversation still stays very like on the level you know but sometimes he'll bring in like uh who's another guy who just gets really silly with another comedian um santino theo theo Theo, so silly ari Which is weird, too, because Theo doesn't even get high. Like, usually it all has to do with them getting too high. Inebriation. Yeah. Ari hasn't been back on since the Kobe thing. Well, Ari's in New York. Well, he's definitely not coming on now, because I'm sure he's not flying. But But he's still alive, because he put a really mean tweet out about Kenny Rogers. I was going to ask, did he... (laughs) Did he... He stood hard to his guns? He put out a Kenny Rogers? He said, it can't be a fucking island if it's in a stream, you idiot. I'm paraphrasing. But. So not even really that mean. Well, I just that he did anything. I guess he had to, right? He... Yeah, but again, that's really toned down compared to this rapist deserved to die. Um, I don't know what the rest of his ones were like, you know, for other people. I don't. Pretty harsh. A lot of them are pretty harsh. Follow Ari that closely. Tomorrow's going to pull it up either way. Okay. Kenny Rogers was so racist. He only made roasted chicken because he thought black people would only eat fried. Also, it's not an island if it's only in a stream, you dumb fuck. It's just a piece of dirt. All right. So he's toning it down. Also sounds like maybe Ari made up that part about the chicken. Was that is that confirmed about Kenny Rogers? Well, Kenny Rogers' rotisserie, yeah. Yeah, you know Kenny Rogers' chicken. I'm aware that he sold chicken, but Ari said specifically that he was trying to sell whatever. Obviously, he made it up. Yes, that's my I point. I don't think it's a confirmed thing that Kenny Rogers was like. So that's my point. The, so that's Ari making a joke as opposed to it's the fine. black dollar. They opened a Kenny Rogers here at one point. I remember going there. Yeah, it was at like Bank and Walkley. Mm, yeah, it was yeah, way out there. Bank and Walkley. Exactly. It's a chorus now. Yeah, it is yeah. a chorus now. That is correct. Do you guys like chorus? Right around the corner from Ridgemont High. You think I'm ever up for breakfast, motherfucker? Well, it's uh, all the way to one o'clock. You think you he's think up, I'm for ever up at one o'clock, motherfucker? motherfucker? Yeah, no. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, okay, well, let's... Oh, you know what's another one of those things? Remember we were talking about the pyramids and how different uh, cultures, different times, same structures. They had no way of seeing each other. The creation story is another one of those things where totally different um, people, different parts of the world... I mean, we now know why that flood story is the same because there actually was this flood in 12,000 years ago that everybody was writing about. But this idea, you know, how we were made, the creation of man, a lot of them are that same story. We came from the stars. We came from this specific star system. It's it's just another one of those coincidences, Matt, that uh, I see that you're now opening yourself up to. More believable than come from the dirt. 
again, it's not coming from the dirt. Know, it's, it's coming from hollow earth. Well, which she just didn't do a good enough job explaining to Joe what she was talking about. So was hollow earth not our theory or was that, that was already one that existed. Oh, obviously. No. Hollow oh, earth, earth is a oh, huge, okay. well, the Admiral bad. bird, man. Once you yeah, but I didn't know that was Hollow Society. Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. Hollow Earth because he finds the whole. Because I know Kamar brought it up a while. Or the well, that the Apple Core Earth was definitely yours. Oh, I found a picture of the Earth without water. Oh, and it's not flat. Go around. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking okay. Guy. Um. All right. So we're off of that. How about um? No, we won't talk about that. Interesting. A little bit of an apple core. Let's see. A little bit of an apple core. What are are we looking at here? That's That's the earth with no water. Any water anywhere. So that big chunk that's missing, that's obviously the Pacific, I would assume. Maybe the Atlantic. It doesn't go very deep at all. It doesn't go very deep at all. Lots of room for hollow earth. It doesn't go very deep. Dude, if you put... That looks more like an orange minus its peel. Not the apple core I was looking for. Well, not yet. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. No, I was going to say, if you put like uh, Everest side by side with where that ocean went in, I bet it's comparable. Actually, it's way deeper. Way deeper than Everest. Well, wait. Oh, yeah, no, way deeper. It's well, miles no, 20, down. 000. No, no, it's miles yeah. down. Yeah. How, how high is miles it? up. It's 20,000 feet up. I think it's five miles down at the deepest point, like Mariana's Trench. It seems five. more like seven. I guess it might as well be five. You can look it up. Look up Everest as well. Well, Everest... Uh, how many feet is a mile? It's five, I'm sure 5, that the ocean is way deeper than Everest is up. Oh, probably. <clears throat> that, that's my contention anyways. Technically, though, if you Everest is from the bottom of the ocean. That's like measuring your dick from, from your uh, anus, yeah. which is what I do. <laughs> it's five inches. That's how it's five <laughs> inches. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. You're a good man, Matthew. <laughs> um, I try, pal. That only Mandius thing was interesting, eh? The broken statue. He finds the. They find the broken statue in the desert, and it's that only Mandius guy, and it's saying, "I am ruler of worlds," blah blah blah. But it's broken at the knees. It's just an interesting. Um, I don't remember them talking about that. It's like a not a tale, but a. Fuck. I feel like as the note taker, sometimes you just throw in stuff that you want to talk about that they didn't mention. No, they don't. I, I don't. I didn't know about Ozymandias before that. How um, did you not? I don't know how I didn't, man. What's with the silences? Like this is the worst. Uh, podcast Mount Everest. Well, what is he doing? Mount Everest is eight thousand eight hundred meters, and Mariana's Trench is ten thousand meters. Eight thousand meters is approximately five point seven miles. Okay. So, so it, 2, fits 000, in, it fits 2, in the trench. So you were right. It's seven miles down Mariana's Trench, approximately. Mm-hmm. Either way, though, that wasn't Mariana's Trench. What I was saying to you was that you were like, that doesn't look like it's that deep. And my point to you is it's Everest deep, right. basically, yeah, yeah, which is pretty yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah. Well, that just goes to show you how unhollow the earth is. There you go. Yeah. I think one of the things I want out of this podcast, because I knew, you know, they have a great rapport and... uh they're talking about the virus and everything going on and some sort of reassurance of what, but the bottom line is no one knows. No, no. Are we talking about Corona here? Corona. Well, that's what they were talking about. 
Well, I mean, we're if, talking about the Super Bowl, Simon. If you wanted to, um, if you were like, I don't know, let's say, evil aliens, and you wanted to, um, you know, what's the word? Uh, neutralize the Earth. Very good way to do that would be to kill off the peripheries, the old and the young, cage everyone. Okay. In their uh, homes? Isolation. Okay. And then exterminate with extreme prejudice. Why do you need us in our homes to exterminate with extreme prejudice? It's just easier. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Could you just have a stronger virus? Yeah, I mean, that's that kind of pokes a hole in my theory. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good theory. <laughs> Kamar brings airborne. up the best. We have this virus. It won't kill all of them, but it'll start. Seems Seems odd. We don't want him to see it coming. Yeah. We'll get them this other way, though. Well, it makes for a better... Um, a better TV movie when they're done? Okay. Exactly. Matt. Got it. War of the Thank Worlds, you. Alien Thank Edition, you. Gray yeah. Edition. You, you got it. Okay. But you one of the it. things I like about Duncan is vulnerability, and at one point he was expressing the anxiety, which I think is sort of, for the first time ever, everyone's sort of concerned about this one thing, which hopefully the bottom line is from this, we, we come out of this just more... Compassionate, well prepared for sure. <laughs> Although we could be over prepared next time this happens, go too far and it find out to be a um, not necessary, but you have to do this. But um, Duncan was expressing anxiety, sort of Joe, like help me feel better. And Joe didn't. Yeah. He's, he started going off about other flus bad enough and this and that. And Duncan was like, okay, forget I asked. Well, I mean, I saw a staggering number the other day. And again, I saw it on the internet. So who the fuck knows if it was true or not? But um, apparently, like in all of Canada, there's only 3,100 ICU beds. There's That can't be right. Okay, I'll put it to you this way, Simon. Let's say, let's multiply that by 10 and say it's 30,000. Do you still think that's enough ICU beds for a country of 36 million people? Just out of curiosity. Well, not if there's a pandemic. I guess in a normal state of time, it's enough beds. I mean, I would... So this was my thought, too. I went just where you went. I said to myself, okay, if that number's true, why is that true? And I said, well, I guess it would have to do with the number of people that are constantly in the ICU. Like You have to have a certain number of doctors. Hospitals are only a certain size. Like, I don't... No, well, what I'm saying, though, is like, we don't... Why would we have 50,000... ICU beds if, you know, if 40,000 of them are empty, right? That's kind of the argument. Right. Yeah, so, but still, I don't know how we're this ill-prepared. Like, what did I hear they were turning into a hospital? Shit. Um, something is being turned into... Something in Ottawa? Yeah. It'd be sweet if it was the Amazon facility. I was just reading this whole thing about how he put out a statement yesterday because he's getting in trouble because they're not treating the employees good enough during the pandemic. And all the executives are working from home, right? But if you're a delivery person or if you work in the warehouse, you cannot do that work mm-hmm. from home. And Amazon is still making, I mean, they're making Probably all making double the, the money. money now. They're making all the money. Everything is closed. They're the only ones who are shipping anything. Maybe he put the virus out. That would make the most sense. 
Bill Gates is getting a lot of flack for it. Have you heard that whole thing? Why? Because he put out that TED talk four years ago? No, because he's part of a company or he funds a company that owns the patent on the coronavirus. Mm. And when you make a um, vaccine for this in perpetuity, you have to pay the owner of the patent every time you use the virus it's insane but no he's getting in trouble because he ran this whole thing called um something 201 uh hold on a second just hold on a second it was called um sorry sorry event 201 which happened like three months ago where they ran a simulation of a pandemic and when you look at the simulation, it's they even used coronavirus as the thing. It started in South America instead of in China, but it ran the exact same way. And it was all these companies who were coming in to this um, symposium or whatever the fuck they were doing to see how they were going to deal, like what the how they were going to deal with it. And did you not listen to this on? Um, it was on tinfoil. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's fucking nuts, man. Like it, it's actually insane. Is it encouraging? No. no. It sounds. It's. It, sounds it very just means they plan this whole thing. Wait, are we going conspiracy? They planned for this to happen, or well, they had the foresight that our governments didn't to de- to prepare for no, it. No, they ran a fucking simulation that is exactly the same thing that happened. I. I How many people die in the simulation? Sixty-five million. Because because oh. they're saying here it's two ah. two hundred million. Well, I'm t- I'm just telling you what this one was. If the pandemic runs the course, they're saying 200 million people. It die. was done by um, not a bat, but something else. But it's it was it's exactly the fucking same. So this guy runs this giant thing, then um, pisses off from Microsoft. He re- um, steps down as a head of Microsoft. And then now is going, well, he's in big trouble because they're accusing him of eugenics in um, some Slavic country or something. That that's they were not good. Running some fucking weird tests back in the day, that's, four years that's ago never or good. something. Back in the day, four years ago. Yeah. So this is to assume that all these corporations are prepared right now for what's happening. Well, they're prepared to make money. Oh, it was you, just how to... How are we going to it? The idea, listen to the episode, but the idea is that they should have been there preparing for how to deal with it to save people's lives. But instead it was people like Johnson and Johnson and all these companies who were there to figure out how to protect their their interest. Yeah. And how are we going to continue to make all the money when this thing is going on? Well, I think, um, one of the things, the financial uncertainty is China should have to pay for everything. Well, remember last week when I said it doesn't do seem like they're country? blaming China enough? They're not. Well, no, because it's, it's still in a reactionary yeah, period. Yeah, I know. Time to point fingers. But, I but Trump has been blaming China the whole time. Of course. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Just um, having a minor heart attack. No, it's like uh, this started in... I think October or November in China. And they only started talking about it in January or late December. I thought it was late. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, and uh, they are now saying it's all good there. 
but why they they lied before and now they're oh yeah okay this is how it is i feel confident that we are reacting much better than they did in the beginning because we we saw it coming but it's still just a knee-jerk reaction let's do this the scarier one is italy because it was so quick right like I mean, we don't know how fast it was in China either. It's well, I, again, those factors of Italy, which I think Joe's talking about, is how they all live together. Yeah, four generations in the same home. Uh, what I said, yeah, it may be minor, but how they all kiss each other on the cheek. No, that could be part of it. And too, they have the oldest population in the world. I think that's more to it, is they have the oldest population, and their population is a lot of multi-generational homes. So if you have a kid, a, a healthy teenage boy who lives with his grandmother and great grandmother like those people are all getting infected by him it's just it's it's tough man and how they, do you contain it and, that and point? they did not heed the self-isolation right away yeah well i mean they're they're not doing a great job of that in the states either so oh my god the states uh, those spring break pictures is like wow it makes you want to like it <laughs> And I know, I know, if I was 18 right now, I'd be completely irresponsible. I wouldn't and do saying, that. fuck all this. I definitely wouldn't. Ah, guilty as charged. I was talking about it with Jared the other day, and we were we both agreed. We were like, we would totally be at Babylon if we you were 22. Would? Right I, now, I would be angry Babylon was closed. I'd be, I'd be like, how is this? But you'd probably get together at a house party or think it's a good idea to be around lots of people. Or let's hang I out. definitely wouldn't think that, I don't think. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Once I'm bars wrong. closed, Kamar, I would probably start taking it a little more seriously um but like, like think i can it. see even with my son sorry matt go no, ahead no no with you um at the beginning you know first couple of days they were still kind of getting together and small and now nobody's going anywhere you know what i mean just it's well, well when you see enough crying doctors well there's like, enough Please. common sense that but now when you, parents are telling their kids you're not getting together you know when you walk into a room everyone looks at you and sort of asks you where have you been Mm -hmm. what have you done yeah, like, yeah. my stepfather gave me the shakedown this morning well it's probably a good idea dude he just wants to make sure that you're not out there fucking like maybe you listened to the podcast last week and thought you were running head on into this thing well i still would except for the actually i still would if they start a program <laughs> where they're locking everyone up at a university campus go be sick there and then come back so you can be productive yeah. i would volunteer for that well i mean look at some point Everybody, unless you're planning to to isolate, self isolate for I don't know, ten months, however long it takes for them to get a vaccine. They're saying eighteen months, but I think that's probably you know, top end of it. Oh. But let's say ten months. Well, it's the bottom. If end. they fast track, fast track. No, no, they're saying the fast track is. Anyways, okay, okay let's fine. just pretend it's fine, ten fine, months, fine. just sure. for the sake of argument. You know. Um, what are you going to do? You know, like you can't, everybody is going to get this at some point. Yep. Like Matt can't hide from it forever. The idea of this all is that we're, we can't all get sick at the same time because the hospitals will not be able to handle it in case you're wrong and you're not as ready for the sickness as you think you are, you know? If I'm one of the people that needs a ventilator. Or, or whatever. I got to say too, Joe, a couple times this week said really disturbing things where he was like, I'm okay. I eat healthy. I have a healthy immune system. And I was like, dude, I don't think you're fully like you had the CDC guy on here. You've had talks about this all week. Joe just thinks because he eats well, 
and he exercises, he's going to make it through this thing. Like, I, you know. But even Osterholm said the best thing would be to just everyone get it. Just a lot of people are going to die. So we're not going to do that. Right. So it's. it's but but the it's not even about it's, it's not you an need an, a ventilator. It's also what if somebody has gets a heart attack? Uh, you know what I mean? Like you can't have these massive clog ups. No. So we have to do something, and I think they're doing it. Hopefully, this is the right thing to do. I know you're saying you're not sure if we'll look back in history and look if this was the right way to deal with this. Maybe you're right, man. Maybe in two years, we'll be fucking living out of the airstream, and we're like, fuck, we should all just ran head into this thing. Like, who fucking knows, man? Well, no one knows that, but it's just- But we don't want to be Italy right now. No. Because that doesn't look good. But no. our, our our numbers look great. You know what I mean? Not really. Well, no. It was, it's, it, Ottawa's at 30 now. Well, We're, it's supposed to be at 300 with the way this thing multiplies. But still, the testing is the problem now. Again, I saw that whole um, spring break thing and I was like, these fucking idiots. Like, are, are we, this is, how are they not down there? Bring it. I was like getting really angry that they were letting this happen. And then I see the fucking, these Queen students, that's a university not far from us. Mm-hmm. They were doing the exact same thing. They're having Packed these huge the parties. And Packed. the biggest fucking morons you've ever seen in your life, like the people who were being interviewed, it literally made all Canadians look like retarded monkeys. Like... We couldn't have looked stupider. These are the people representing us. Like, and uh, well, the thing is about uh, what Joe is saying is the decisions being made are being made by politicians. I hopefully they're just in the best interest of the cof- country, but they don't want to look bad. Yeah, no, fair making enough. The wrong decision, and I don't say that in in either way. Whether it, I it's think bad the or big not. problem is that look, you're you're willing to give up whatever they want right now to make this thing go away. If they're telling you a month in your house, you're going to do it because Mm -hmm. that's the right thing to do. And we want this to be over. Mm -hmm. I agree. So you give up your liberties. That's the idea. It's when it's over, do you get those back? And history has showed us that they never relinquish what you give them after nine 11. When you, when we let it's not us, but, our, our, our friends next door, when they let them listen into their conversations and they gave up that in case it was Al Qaeda or whoever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. They're still doing it today. Like they don't, you don't go back to normal afterwards. It's, I don't know. It's, it's a very slippery slope. I honestly man. think universal basic income is now here to stay. Interesting. I mean, it's an interesting way for Andrew Yang to get what he wanted. <laughs> and the Yang gang that And did this? he's Asian. I mean, am I the only one who sees this fucking correlation, this conspiracy? You're the only one racist enough to see that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah. And, and, and it may be the catalyst for the United States to get uh, universal health care. That might have to come over the top. Well, again, I don't even know. Let's see how we end up doing up here. And then we'll start uh, praising universal health care in a crisis. That's what I'm saying, Kamar. Like, it's all la-di-da. We know it's shitty even when it's not, like, imminent doom. Let's see how they do with imminent doom. We're at imminent doom, I feel. Like, there's something like 10,000 in uh, New York City. 
which is I thought it was four thousand. <clears throat> I think it's doubled, but something like that in New York City, and that's more than there or the same as Canada, like population wise, well, is very uh, similar. I was saying though, look, you look at these mega cities for years and years; they've just been building on top and on top and on top of each other. Yeah, like this is. It's why you don't want to live like that. You know what I mean? I, I Look, I'm not trying to be uh, facetious. I'm like, legitimately, it's a situation like this where you're trying to distance yourself from people and you're all stacked on top of each other. Like, this is the fucking problem in China, man. Like, how are you supposed to curb something when you're literally one of... How many billion people live in China, you know? Well, One point something. this is what confuses me. If China's now on top of it, they they leveled up the curb and stuff. Like, we're fine okay. with our separation. It, 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 it's logic, not I don't believe No, that. but I just, your original point was, why would we believe anything China says? They probably have 10 times the amount of new cases Every day, they're just not telling us because they're fucks. It took them um, three months to even look. If they had dealt with this properly right at the beginning and stopped people from traveling right away, boom, air travel done, they would have contained it to China. We said that we said this off the top, and it was a PC culture. Like that was Trump's best fucking move, man. And it wasn't soon enough, but right away when he just said no more flights from China. But but it's just it should have just been no more flights. It, Joe, I'm repeating what Joe said, but this is the problem with PC culture. Uh, worried about uh, being offensive or coming off racist. We have no time for that. Well, I wonder if this gets times. rid of uh, woke culture. You know, because you, there's just no time for woke when you're apocalypse. Try not to choke. No, it's it's very interesting. No and time for woke when you're trying not, not to, to choke. choke. But it's like um, the fear of uh, a pandemic running rampant and everyone getting sick and people just being thrown on the streets. I mean, that's what my stepfather was yelling at me. What are you, you going to just use garbage bags instead of body bags? <laughs> like worst case Ontario, you know what I mean? But the decision f- with this shutting everything down and the economy no one knows what's going to happen there how it recovers how it just turns back on and everyone just starts going back to work and stuff like it's it's just we are in the great unknown and it's not as exciting as i thought it would be no i mean those memes are the best day the uh this is what i thought my apocalypse attire was gonna look like and it's like mad max and then they show the picture and it's just you know Tone in a house coat. Yeah. Kicking their slippers up. It's definitely... Kicking their slippers up. But look, if it was like um, some sort of natural disaster, let's say, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And you had no power and no whatever. So let's just look at the... Let's just keep it all in perspective. You know what I'm saying? It's not... It's obviously a terrible situation, but... I think the like difference is panicking be- gets you nowhere. No. Getting depressed gets you nowhere. No. Like none of that helps. No. It, 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 there's no point in fucking getting all fucking worked up until we even know what the fuck is going on. Like I just you look, you may be right. Let let's just say best best case Ontario, they have this shit under control in China. We acted fast enough that 
You know what I mean? That the, it manages to get curbed and you're talking about fucking throwing yourself out a window. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, not you. I'm just saying people. Like, we got to keep things in perspective. I, I think that was hyperbole. I just I just know I'm talking to people and they're getting wiggy. No, Kamar. Five it, days in. It isn't hyperbole. It, you're absolutely right. People are like wigging out after five days. What the fuck is going to happen after? Like, I, dude, I pity people who don't smoke weed because i'd be fucking miserable too man it's it's no i i really want to stop smoking weed it has not helped me at all i pity people who are trapped in other countries and can't get home (laughs) that must be a horrible that must be horrible but i also am like why are you in another country uh because you're an asshole and you decided to take a cruise at the last second i have a friend who left two months ago okay that's a different story for six months totally different story he should have come back the second the stuff or whatever decisions you make do you know new brunswick has just shut down new brunswick well because they just don't want anybody in they just want their own problem no if you leave if you leave new brunswick you're not coming come back back in you can come back in but you've got to quarantine for 14 hours 14 days If you go to Quebec right now and come back, days. 14 days. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I said, 14 I said hours, hours. Yeah, yeah. That, if Useless it was, it was 14 hours, we'd be <laughs> Yeah, we'd money. be in a much better position. But if you go to Quebec right now, if you have a cottage there and come back, you don't have to do that. Right, that would be really shitty if they did that and I wasn't able to get to the other side of the river. Well, th- this is this is a week away. This, this is my biggest problem, is it hasn't settled yet. If we got to a point where like, this is what we know. Oh, no, yeah, we're this still finding be, out. Yeah, but tomorrow there could be a new news report saying this, and I think next week the restrictions on our um, movement for is, sure is they're going to shut. Th- I believe that by like Monday they'll probably shut down non-essential business. I thought they already did that. No, they haven't. It's they just at, shut Australia it's down. at people's discretion just at this down. point. Yeah. But I think that like legitimately, if you're not something they call and i don't know what that parameter is because i assume that and i was talking to this about with somebody the liquor store that falls under the same category as like the drugstore and then does the weed store fall under the same category as a drugstore in la in california it does it does if they were smart, they would fucking make sure that they keep those places open because those are the things that are going to keep people from going insane. Uh, I don't know about alcohol. If you're an alcoholic, first of all, you need your alcohol. You're just going to cut people off. Like, that's not going to be good for anybody. But if you're an alcoholic and you've been an alcoholic working on your life to maintain your alcoholism, but at least there's sometime in the day when you can't drink or you drink less just to get through your job. Now, like you're just going, people are going to drink themselves to death. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like, um, not if they can't get booze, uh, and then I, they're just going to be angry, but then they'll be sober. And I think that'd be the best case Ontario. Unfortunately, like coping this by drinking, you're going to wake up hungover. With I all get your it. Problems. I, listen, the, you're saying all the right things, Kamar, but in a time of stress, I think you have to let people deal with shit the way they want to deal with it. And because that's working for you, it may not be the best thing for somebody else. And all I was saying was, these are things that alleviate a lot of people's stress. Like, 
even if it's just having, maybe you're not an alcoholic. Maybe you just want to have a couple of drinks so that you're not fucking on edge about this Corona thing. So uh, I guess that's when the shit will hit the fan if they shut the LCBO down. Well, I I don't think they will. I think they're going to, those will be essentials, but I have no idea. And the weed store should be essential as well. And I think so too. I think you'll see them following but who knows, man? Who knows? I'm just like Duncan said in this episode. I'm an optimist. I hope in uh, 60 days from now, things start winding up and we move forward. But there's no, there's just no telling and no one knows. No one knows. Well, I mean, again, you know, two weeks ago we were sitting here like, oh, what's going to happen? You know, and then I can't believe that we were sitting here two weeks ago. And I said, do you think <laughs> if it got here, like you'd be ostracized and you know, the, the last week when Simon walked up and wouldn't get more than six feet to me and stuff, it's like all of a sudden my own stepfather was like staying away from me and asking me where I've been. And it's like that cannot, that can only get worse. I see these interactions and stuff. Those people wondering where, where were you and what are you doing? I, I'd like to get a hazmat suit well, if I could. Again, like, um, imagine though if it spread everyone out appropriately. Like, if you look at our country, we're all along the border. We have this whole country, and we all live along the border. It would be in, it would be interesting to see if everyone just kind of spread out a bit. You know what I mean? Use the resources more appropriately. Like, imagine if the if the government made us break into... Wh- who's the guy with the number? The 150 number. What was his name, Simon? The 150 number? Yeah, that was the number of people that he thought you could remember. Oh, oh, um... Derringer's number? No. No. No, no what is it? I, I know what you're talking about, but I'll never remember. Like, if I were to get it, I'd be concerned about going home because I th- I think my uh, roommate is high risk. He's got diabetes. He's overweight. Yeah. He's not healthy. And I would... I, imagine how you feel if you get it and give it to someone they die. Yeah. Of course, you don't want that, but... And that's it's a tough correlation, though, to prove. Well, I mean, it is in some cases like if I, you know, listen, if I stay here and only talk to Mary and I don't talk to anyone else and no one else comes over except you and Simon once a week and then you get Corona and Simon doesn't and then I get it and I die. Sure, maybe there. But if I have contact with 100 other people, it's tough for you to put it on you. You know what I mean? It's like the firing squad. Well, they, it, two it, guns weren't it's loaded. even tougher to put it on you if you're asymptomatic. Yeah, that's to say, I feel yeah, fine yeah. right now. Yeah, I yeah. give it to you. I don't even know I gave it to you. Well, of course, if you, you came you. and you were sick and you still came around, that would just be completely evil. Yeah, no, I, I, I. That's like fucking when you have AIDS. But this is the thing. I, you know, we saw a basketball. Pl- we we saw a basketball player a week ago before this thing had really ramped up, joking about it, touching microphones, going into the. The, the locker room. And again, like I said, I had someone come up to me and aggressively was like, you're going to sh- like, like that guy in the airplane, shake my hand. I want to shake his hand like that. Like there are still people, I think right now that are like, this thing is not an issue. It's being blown out of proportion. We have nothing to worry about. This thing's going to like, again, I go back to our Reddit. There was tons of people last week that were like, this thing's going away in two weeks. There's no way we can just shut down. Every sport's going to come back in two weeks. And I don't see it happening that way, man. At this point. No, no, I was, the schools are all done for the year. Oh, they've said that? They've so much as said yeah, that. Yeah, I've they've, heard it from too many sources. They've planned out online syllabuses. It's a done deal. I'm pretty sure. Listen, even if you, we know, like Kamar said, that you can carry this thing asymptomatically for yeah, yeah. a long time. 
it would be crazy for them to send kids back to school. You would be undoing everything you've done. So that one just makes sense. I'm, I agree. I'm just, I didn't hear that. I didn't, uh, I mean, you're saying it's not official, so it's that's not, why I didn't hear it. It's yeah. not official. And I don't have a kid, so why would I know? Oh, dude, I was thinking about how horrible it must be to have young children right now. One, you're so worried about bringing this thing near them. So you're having to like triple time quarantine yourself, you know? Meaning, and then you're home with them all day. And you're home with them all Imagine having three day. or four kids right now. Dude, Matt, Yeah, I can't fucking imagine it. Nope. And I have kids. Like I, I have both my kids at the house right now. It's a pleasure. I mean, I I don't see my son and my daughter keeps my wife company. It couldn't be better. But if I had young children right now, I would... I don't even know. I don't even know. Especially man. if they're like oblivious to what's going on. And so you, and they hey. just want to play and they want to go and do everything. And you're like, and you can't explain to what's going on. You just got to sort of say like, uh, my sister's saying her, uh, son's on March break and he just, it's his first March break. So he thinks March break is when you forever. Stay now he's going to be like March break is the end of the school year. <laughs> March break is the worst, but March he, break is the end of the world. That's just what he or associates that, yeah. it with. But if you think about it, uh, we're shut down for two months. That means there'd be 28 days of school left. What yeah. the, what the yeah, fuck yeah. are this you This is doing? unprecedented, right? Like, I know 1918, whatever, people are pointing back, but that's too long ago for me, and it's this is, you know what I mean? Without information as well. But, like, what's a bigger deal? Is it uh, people getting conscripted to go fight in a war? Or is it the coronavirus? And I'm, again, not being facetious, I'm just legitimate question, you know. I I've, I don't know the answer to that. Like what's I think alarming? the economy crumbling and never being able to come back. Well, the economy crumbles during the wartime too. No, no, no. They have a no, war. They have to, to make a to ton of shit. The economy. I mean, and that's the problem with this. The only thing they can make is the defibrillators or not not ventilation machines. Well, I went into Canadian Tire. This is a couple of days ago now because I'm trying to limit myself, obviously, but I needed to buy some mason jars. And, um, for storage, um, <laughs> and, um, they had just gotten a huge shipment of hand sanitizer and they were letting people buy it two at a time, but I could see behind every cash there was like, they had boxes and boxes of the stuff. So I bought my two because why not? I mean, I had some, but. The, the, whatever it's not like i was buying a hundred bottles of sure it. can um, i buy one off you no just go there man hmm. I've, I've used it already okay i gave one to my brother and i have the other in my car fair enough but if you need like little bottles i can give you some little bottles yeah those don't smell great you gave me one already yeah i used it did you well of course but just boot is not what you want oh, to you do? don't want to go outside no if i go buy canadian tire at some point yeah, and they have grab it me i'll too. grab yeah. you some um anyways point of this story is Sorry. Made in Canada. So already we're two weeks, three weeks into this thing, and already they're making it in Canada. Wouldn't you assume that company already existed? No. You think it, it just definitely up? didn't okay, okay, exist, okay. Matt, because to save yourself 13 cents on a bottle, you're a thousand percent going to China. You know what I'm saying? There are alcohol companies here who are already shifting um, their things over to make yeah, hand yeah. sanitizer, which seems crazy. All I'm saying is it's forcing us to do things that should have been done already. 
to save the 13 cents, you should be having factories here. Like really in the big scheme of things, it's yeah, two fifty instead of two ninety nine. Yeah, but nobody noticed that. I know, man. Like, but this is what you get. That'll I agree have, with you. That'll have to be the thing that saves our economy. Is uh, China becomes persona non grata and everything's made here, so there's tons of jobs. Was, well, this is what Donald Trump wanted to do the whole time. But I said this last week. This should be a wake up call where we start making stuff here now. But let me say this: but you look how up, quick it's happening. You brought up the point. flu in like the eighteen in nineteen eighteen or Spanish whatever flu. Spanish flu. Sure, um, it would be really sad if a hundred years later this thing spread as quickly as it is. Like we have the internet now. You know what I mean? Back then, it makes sense that shit's spreading because, well, A, you don't have the technology we have, but B, like word of mouth, you have to send a letter. Yeah. Hey, guys, you have this problem over there? Wait for a response. Hey, they have that problem over there too. Well, ask them. You know what I mean? That's now, what I'm saying in the age of information. The problem is that the the population has inflated. I get it, Simon. But again, like I said, we, we spoke about this a month ago. <laughs> there's There's 80 people, 80 Canadians in China. Let's fly them all back. Why? Why do we need to fly them all back? I understand it's an unfortunate scenario for sure. We have an embassy over there. Maybe put them up in the embassy. Why are we flying people back with that could have this virus? Like, why, again, why? But, but even, okay, fly them back. Just do a better job of quarantining them. How about, it, no, but again, ground all, all flights should have been grounded. Well, they did. This was like a special flight that they sent over to get these people. And... I understand. They brought them here. They held them for two weeks. They let them go. Then they thought, oh, shit, it's a four-week incubation period. It ended up being a two-week incubation period. But either way, I see what you're saying, but they could have forced those people to be in quarantine for two months. Anything's better than being stuck in China, you know? Sure. I'm just saying. I mean, it seems dangerous in this day and age when we know what we know. Like, again... (laughs) Contagion was a movie that came out in whenever we did it last week, you know, like 2011. Yeah, we they run. You said they ran this. This company Bill Gates owns ran this fucking simulation where they knew this was going to happen. Like it does four months ago. It seems like the writing was on the wall. So the best thing will be if we come out of this without like I just feel there's imminent like violence or trashing or looting like well it already started in um san francisco or somewhere san francisco is and joe made a really interesting point like how is this not spreading like crazy through this homeless population well, first of all, San Francisco is completely shut down. No, in L.A., I mean. Well, it may But be. you can't shut down these uh, tent cities. It may be spreading. No. Who's testing I, them? Yeah. yeah. What I don't understand is I see on but TV. But then wouldn't they just all be dead? Well, maybe, no, that's, maybe no. that's what most of San Francisco is quietly hoping this for. This kills 2% of the people that get it. Yeah, but Kamar, if your immune system is shot like a homeless person, I would assume doesn't have a great immune system. It's harder to fight it. I just blew my mind, man. It's it's you just blew your own mind. Yeah, well, you blew my mind, but inadvertently. People are getting it and getting better. People are getting it into mild, cold. We got to remember, we're not avoiding us all getting deathly sick. Yeah, I know what we're doing. We're avoiding clogging up hospitals for anyone with an ailment. No, but what I'm saying is, these tent cities. You're talking about people who don't have very good hygiene, who aren't taking good medications. They're all crammed in right next to each other. That would be a fucking petri dish of a breeding ground for this thing to travel through. 
Yeah. Their immune systems are compromised. Obviously, they're sleeping outside all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I just. They're, they're highly dangerous. Well, I, yeah, I mean. I was listening. A to- real conspiracy minded person would look back to all these people who were saying there is no way to stop this homelessness problem. This is how we dip in the bud. But there is a way to solve it since countries can just come up with 1.5 trillion or 85 billion to fix a problem. Um, I heard one guy talking about how um, a lot of universities in the States are going to go under. Well, that was bound to happen anyways, no? But that's a lot of uh, real estate for homeless or for whatever. For, for hospitals. Afforda- hospitals, affordable housing. Just hopefully this causes enough um, carnage, which is actually well, why, turns out to be opportunities. Why are the universities going to go? They already have everybody's money. They don't have to give back any money. There, there are universities that are richer than countries and there's like state schools there's universities that are breaking even just to provide education for you're forgetting too, there's like community colleges and shit I, like that i don't too. think as much in canada maybe algonquin might go under i couldn't i don't think algonquin's but going what, under what, what, i'm sorry why are they going under because they're not making any money but uni- how it's been listen they've it's been already two weeks. been I don't they've even already understand. people have already paid for their their year yeah okay so School is now over. Yeah. And all these private universities are still getting paid. They're no, not the, giving back any cash. The private ones will will uh, inevitably stay because they're worth billions. They have endowments. But the public ones. Which are being paid by the but tax a public, dollar. But a public is a government run thing. Like so. I, I don't see how the schools are losing, are going out of business here. He suggested that they will be. There will be casualties. Because nobody's going to pay for next year to go back to school. No one's going to be able to afford to go to university. Everyone's going to be paying back what they owe. Anyways, unintended consequence, but there could be an opportunity there to turn these into homeless shelters, hospitals, whatever. All I'm saying is we've got to look at the bad. Um, We can't get cheap stuff from China opportunity we can start making stuff here in canada it'll be a little more expensive but more people will work i mean that's what we've got to attack right in the doom and gloom situation i just every day i think of a new thing like oh fuck i didn't even think about that how how is that gonna keep going or whatever yeah i mean listen shutting you know locking everyone in their homes obviously affects every facet of your everyday life how could it not Mm-hmm. Like I was watching. I, have you been? I'm sure you haven't. But like I was watching Undisputed the other day with Shannon Sharp and uh, uh, Skip Bayless, and like they're doing it at Skip Bayless's house. It's literally it's devolved to where I thought it was hilarious. They're doing a podcast, and they're airing it on television now. Yeah, it's it, it's like legitimately, it's them sitting with the same mics Joe has. Well, they do that on. Um Sportsnet, it's those two guys. But that's a radio show. I mean, that's well, what the fuck is the difference? I don't. I don't. Well, Simon, what I'm saying though is like it's literally like they're using pretty much what you were using, mm-hmm. and they're at Skip Bayless's oh, house. Oh, you're saying because they I'm have a better it's, studio. It's devolved now into literally like now television is devolved into podcast because like I, I mean at least uh, what's the other one with Stephen A. Smith? At least they did it. Like one of them stayed in the studio, one of them did it from home, another one was in some that's, other studio. That's a little too panic. What? 
in the house. Well, that's yeah, the, the, the bunker. <laughs> I don't think I think it's uh, doing worse harm showing them like that in that desperation. And this is a big vote of confidence as Simon has come into the studio on our part. I mean, we're not afraid up here, but just. He coughs as he says it. Where's the reassurance? I mean, I would be more afraid for, I'm more afraid that we'd give something to Matt. Because of his asthma. Yeah. So the, it's all these different like angles. Like if he you know had said, I, mean? I don't want you guys in here. Mm-hmm. Well, if either of you called and was like, I'm, I would hope you would both call me and be course. like, I'm not feeling well. Of course. of course. And we could just do what we did last week. Like yeah. no one was that angry no at problem. it. No problem. No problem. The second somebody's not feeling well. Yeah. You let me I'll be really know. pissed yeah. if... Or if you're in contact with someone, whatever, man. Yeah. Don't be a fucking hero. Yeah, I'm playing my cards real close to the chest. Yeah, on yeah. This one. And I won't be insulted at all. You know what I mean? Like. No, but I agree with you, Kamar. As long as social interaction is going to go way more down than it is right now. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, you were. Uh, I mean, oh, we haven't even talked about Tony and. I mean, this is our only. This is my only social interaction. I'm not seeing my parents. I'm not. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this has been my only social attraction. Well, no, you saw your parents this morning. No, I mean, for the last three months. Mm. Yeah, I I mean, you know, listen, every Saturday night I have seven of you over here. You know, and we haven't done that in two weeks. Nor does it seem like it's going to happen for a while so like i'm with you kamar i mean i you might think i have a lot of social interaction outside of this podcast i don't like for the most part i'm here i see mary simon stops by occasionally i play some video games but i don't have a lot so i'm i was already prepped for this i guess i don't think i mean i have more social interaction at my house because there's three other people living there. of course yeah but uh maybe it's quality time like it was strange we played poker last night to get together and it was sort of good but then it had a uh, underlying because it's shit's dangerous right now. That's why you have to do this. And I, I'm having trouble separating the the worry and the scare um, because every time I run into someone, they're freaking out and paranoid. And I'm still waiting to come across. Where it's like, ah, it's gonna be all right. Well, I mean, again, I don't. You know, last night to me, like, I think that's a lot of that's in your head, and I think it's because you have a very clear head right now as well that you're having extra trouble with it. You know what I mean? I think if you were if this was if this had happened two months ago, I don't think it would be on your mind as much. It's not on my like I just said. It's not on my mind till I come in across someone and they're worried. I feel that they're uneasy. Not just about me, where I've been, just the whole situation. But I mean, I, I got to be honest. When I'm out in public, like I had to go to the grocery store the other day because Mary wasn't feeling well, and I was like, "You're not going fucking anywhere." So I had to go make a run, and you know, I was keeping my distance i was weary yeah yeah, of course like i was weary of things i was touching contact with stuff like i brought simon's little thing of purell it's a horrible energy yeah it's not great but again i think we will prevail like i don't you know i'm listen these are precautions we're taking so this thing doesn't get as bad as it could and i think it's smart of us of course and you know i don't listen for the greater good i think we can all sacrifice you know some social norms and some but I, I, I'm with you, Kamari. It's going to get worse than this. Like, this isn't the worst it's going to get. That's all I want. Yeah. That's all I want. This isn't the worst it's going to get. But, like, you're. It, it's just going to be more isolation. Mm-hmm. So if you're really feeling that lonely, then just go stay with your parent. Like, you know what I mean? That's, no, that's all. The, the, the key is we've, I've been doing meetings. Uh, my sister, that community, they're all doing the thing on Zoom now. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just seeing someone else there, whether they're worried or not, but they're there. Oh, you're feeling shitty like me too. Oh, okay. This sense of community. And that's why I was saying before outside, I, I, I worry about all those people. I don't know. And I don't yeah. know what's going to happen to them. Yeah. No, you and know, I, should, I shouldn't worry about them, but I, I just, I, I'll stop worrying about this. I didn't even think about people who feel shitty already and then are thrown into this. That's exactly what I was I mean? talking that's about. That's crap. First yeah, ago. For sure. And I'm telling you when I'm doing pushups, I'm doing Russian twists. I'm all right because I feel like I'm being healthy. So if this comes, even though that's not my fear to get this and die, because I don't care if I die, I'm okay, trying to up. not. No, no, I'm I'm not wanting to die, but I wouldn't be like I haven't lived long enough. Like, okay, I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Interesting way to put it, though. I don't want to be um, cavalier, get this and die, and like, oh, I wish I had done that. You know what I mean? I'm following the rules just as everyone else. Yeah, but, but again, the only reason I don't want to get it is to give it to someone else unknowingly. That's my biggest fear about getting it. Well, then that's good. Yeah, but think about it. Then that's good. See, then the social fear has put you in your place because last week you were like, I'm going to go out and I want to get this thing and I want to get no, this over I would. with. Them. I said I would. I know you. I know. And I told I'm you to my roommate and he lost his shit on me. Yeah, I bet. Because yeah, I don't like that either, man. I, it, <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. Anyway. What I was thinking now is what about two areas? Because one thing on TV I always see is they're constantly uh, temping people's forehead. You know what I mean? If you don't have a fever, you don't have it. That's one indication. Okay. We don't do that at all. Like That isn't, I guess those things are expensive. I don't know. Well, we might be doing that. I haven't been to the hospitals. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Well, what do you think of this as an analogy? So we treated the planet horribly, mm-hmm. and now we literally are being sent to our collective rooms. No, that's why you've no, been no. sitting in silence that whole time. No, no, that's what they talked I like about. That. Sure, Simon, I like that. That's the thing, though. You know, for everyone who cares about the planet, it's doing great. Like there were dolphins in the Venice Canal, yeah, and like, we saw that. like society has come to an end as we know it. It'll start up in some other iteration or whatever. I don't know. But the planet's fine and always will be fine. Well, somebody up there is learning from Earth 20098470. Like, how many projects to save lives? An upgrade is coming, Maddie. Make the world better are on hold now. I may, maybe not with computers who work at home, but like once this is dealt with, COVID nineteen, kung flu, whatever you want to call it, what's the first thing we? Because we understand now that we can throw so much money and just tackle something if it happens. What do we? I, I mean, that, that's the best thing to come is a, a greater world unison. You know what I mean? But it, it more to the point is it's when they deem something important enough to throw the money at. Okay. That's so weird, right? Like once it's dealt with, what's the next important thing yeah. that we should do that if we want so want to. You know what? They'll uh, you know We should talk about Duncan. Yeah. Uh what did he say? The universe is snorting your life on the great mirror of time. Duncan Trussell. Amazing. Yeah, I, I think I think if he didn't recently have his son, he might be a little bit more wistful about this whole thing. Yeah. But I felt um, the responsibility to his wife and his son is really feeding his anxiety because that's the other thing that we've been talking about is, you, and we'll talk about it in the last one, you've got to control yourself 
because you cannot control anything else. That's your responsibility to others, but yourself more so than anything. You know, it was an interesting concept they talked about um, was that we are nothing but like meat sack hosts for ideas. And ideas are the only thing. I hated that conversation. Yeah, of course you did. But it's an interesting Well, no, and just one. like that ideas are aliens, that ideas are like brought here yeah, and put in our head. Do, like, do you think you work on coming up with a great idea? It just comes to you. Or does it just yeah, come to you? Yeah, but just because you. it just comes to you, that like. I, Where's it coming from? Well, again, we don't know what consciousness is. So where is okay. it coming from? That, that's a good out. I, I know that. I so we don't that know where it out. comes from. Isn't it possible that it's coming from people are being chosen as like a host of an idea? Okay, well, that goes more to my simulation theory than to aliens, sure. I think. Well, okay. But even then, to say Your like... Your simulation but theory could include I mean, aliens. It's not mine. Fine, but, but a simulation okay. theory. You realize that, right? They're not exclusive of each other necessarily. Yes. Yeah, sure, they're not. Why okay. not? There could be anything in the fucking of, simulation. Of course, there could be Bigfoot, werewolves, there, Loch Ness. There is. Yeah, it, I don't know what's in this. You know, two zero zero eight four seven. Well, we know this isn't your simulation because Bigfoot would be doing backstrokes with Loch Ness, and aliens would be videotaping the whole thing, broadcasting it live to all of our. No. Uh, it would be something similar to this okay. where we see him every once in a while, but uh, it ain't for he the... He just uh, knocks on just my door to be like, hello, Matt, I'm Math- real. Matthew. Flathew. <laughs> Sorry, Kamar, what's wrong, buddy? Kamar's really stressed. Kamar doesn't like that we're getting lighthearted here. No, no, I'm, I'm just thinking what you're saying. Um, What else do you have for Dun- uh, Duncan? Well, so Duncan there? all of a sudden, like, just... He said, I wake up at four o'clock every morning and I start to, that's exactly what I do, man. My schedule is four o'clock every morning and I like those hours in the morning. That's where I am right now. Maybe we should call each other in the morning and say, hey, good morning. Sure, man. I'm awake. I'm awake then too. Hit me up. You, you, we'll be saying good night to you, but usually. Mary gets very angry though if we send a text and you're actually asleep. So that's that's an issue. I am one of those dummies because that... Kamar sends like you know uh, twenty in a row. The we don't have a bedside so table, so my phone. phone goes under my mm, pillow. Well, so as you can imagine, for you're gonna her, have that's... to work some shit out if you want to be no. included in those early morning text chains. But it's what's the I, what's the point of staying up late right now? You have nothing to do all day. Just, you know what I mean? Like, well, no, but it's a, it just, and I never thought of it this way. Cause like, I'm so tired by like 10 o'clock. Cause I've been awake since four that I'm just, it's like, I'm in a bad kind of spot, but I'm never having to worry about like yeah, but come not on, being able to fall asleep. You only know? trouble after midnight. But the argument is why bother fall, like staying up late. If you have nothing to do, it's, I mean. I'm pro- I'm still awake the same amount as of long, hours yeah, as you are. Yeah, as long are. as you're getting the day done, what does it matter? Well, <laughs> well no, it's it's just all um, people are different. The energy thing, like when I get up before, like they were saying, or Joe was saying, there's that that I'm ready to go. I can do anything when I wake up. Like I'm, I drink some water. This morning I was painting. Like yeah, but guess what? When I wake up at noon, I wake up ready to go. I so can do on anything. your schedule, that's when your energy. I best. guess. I guess the question is at. Midnight, 
when or one o'clock in the morning where that would be our one o'clock in the afternoon where theoretically we would still be very productive are you as productive at night or is there some psychological thing going on and i'm not saying you i'm saying one who stays up late is there something psychological that's going on because it's night you're automatically more tired because it's night i think it's just like a um, stagger thing both people are doing the same thing. Just my energy is when I get up to two o'clock. I mean, keep in mind, I work jobs where I used to have to be at work at 8 a.m. And for I mean, those jobs, I was up for a year and a half, two years at 7 a.m. You know what I mean? Like I could do oh, that. Up, like, I guess you set your own circadian rhythm, right? That's the weird thing is I could still. Yeah, I would. And that's the weird thing. Kamar, is I would fight through tired all the time and I'd still stay. I just like staying up late. I don't know. There's something. I, so even when you worked a normal day job. Yeah. And you had to wake up at 7 in the morning. Yeah, I would still... Not you like 4 a.m. would stay up until But I would late. still like 2. Yeah, I'd push it sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's because when you were young, the best things happened at night. Now that you're old, the best things don't happen at night. No, it's only that. You know what I think it is? Is I, unlike Kamar, I really have always valued alone time. And I think it's because... Because I fucking couch surf for so long, I never really like had a place of my own. I just slept on people's fucking couches so i never had like alone time and then my parents lived way the fuck out and butt fuck nowhere so like when i lived with them it was a mission to go back home so i was staying on people's couches and when i did go home like i knew i was there for a while because getting back to the city was a nightmare you, you know what also I mean? so, let people into your house all the time yeah you're not um no of course yeah my house is always closed off. that's true my house has always kind of been a hub of like people so i've always kind of for me, it's like I've always enjoyed the hours of like midnight to three because I kind of always knew like, like even with Mary, like I love Mary and we're dealing with this quarantine thing great because like, sh- you know, she might fall asleep at midnight and then I know like I'm like, okay, hey, I have three hours where I can write, edit the podcast, I can play video, I can do whatever I want uninterrupted for three hours, you know what I mean? Or two hours, however the fuck long I deem to need it. Because, like, again, I'm trying to work a relationship, too. Like, I can't just sit here playing video games for 12 hours a day during this quarantine. Like, Mary wants to play some chess, do a puzzle, whatever the fuck, you know. And why wouldn't you want to do that? No, of course. But that's the thing is I'm trying to keep it. Like, for me, too, the other day I was sitting here and after, like, seven hours of video games, I was like, I want to fucking blow my brains out. Like, I can't do this anymore. But, again, you then just go do something else. Like, I'm, I'm lucky that I have a lot of hobbies at home that I enjoy doing and, you know. Yeah, I need to get more hobbies. I uh, I YouTube and work out. Sometimes I work out while I YouTube. I think what I'm going to do is, if possible, if Vistec isn't open this week, I'm going to buy off Amazon all the equipment for video stuff, and I'm going to just start practicing that shit around here. Well, that's one thing. Like, to clean that space or something, like, that'd be a great thing to do. Like, Well, yeah, I'm just figuring if I can, if, if we know it's going to be a month or two until we can even get yeah, into this you space. Can, you can buy the stuff. You can do that. You don't need to. Uh, yeah, we should get it. I'm going to. Well, that's the, that's why I. Ca- I yeah, we'll, we'll talk Especially about that. Especially if the world's. This post Joe material. Yeah, post, yeah. Um, Duncan's show sounds amazing. I was telling Kamara Oh my God, outside. I was saying the opposite. I was about to say it oh, sounded. But you don't like Adventure Time, I'm sure. What's Adventure Time? That was a cartoon that, that guy Pendleton, uh, whatever his name is, that's who Duncan's working with. To okay. do this sh- he's doing the cartoon of it. I mean, I might like the animation. I just. The- Sounded like a fucking. The animation isn't great in the show. What made the show great was this guy has like. Um, it's like uh, Rick and Morty type of imagination, you know what I mean? Multi-universes and all sorts of fucking wonked out shit. So it's going to be perfect for Duncan. Well, I was just saying it's perfect timing. 
like Joe said, sorry. It's perfect timing that no one has anything to do listening to this. Well, Plus, Christ's special just came out. Perfect timing for him. What did you well, think? Uh, it's the same old Bert. I, I, I didn't think it's... He, it's The jokes seem more jokes. Like, you know what I mean? I thought it started <laughs> Just somewhat, funny stories. I thought it started slow, but I think he's really... Uh, honestly, though, I think the stories about his family are his niche. He, he's, oh, yeah. re- and they're really funny, and he's really good. His daughters are hilarious. I thought that was the most endearing and best part of it. But I thought it was... At first, I was like, "This is there's no way this is going to be better than story time." And then once it was done, I was like, "I think secret time, secret time." Sorry. Then I was like, "I think I think it was better." Why? Was, what does he do oh. with his daughters? He just talks about nothing. Them. He just tells. Oh, he doesn't story. have them on the show. No, 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 no. But I would say the last half of the entire show, he he's evolved, and I was saying I think it's he's better technically. Yeah, you I know thought what I mean? secret time was good, but I did too. I ask you this: if you did not know anything about Burt Kreischer. And then you saw him, and that was the material. Do you think you might be like, oh, man, I don't want to hear about your kids. Because you know someone so well, you're like... But no, no so I, I actually totally I agree kids. with you, Kamara. I wonder. I wonder. I don't know. I. So there's a part of me that thinks... I, I was thinking that last night, too, because I was like, the fact that I know as much as I do about Bert and his family and this, it makes it so much more endearing. Because like, they're all kind of part of it. And they're like, it's not like... Uh, I don't know. I agree with you. It does make it easier, but I don't think it's unpalatable if you don't know him. Like, I think if someone who didn't know Bert turned that on tomorrow, again, I don't think they'd sit there and be like, this guy's at the pinnacle. He's up there with Chappelle. I think it comes in as like a a top end, middle of the road comedy special. I definitely think he's evolved and it was really good tactically. It just didn't blow me away. Or- again, I'm with you. It didn't blow me away either, but I thought it was much better technically. And I thought... I think he's really found his groove is what I was going to say. It's getting ugly out there in the uh, industry too, eh? What do you mean? Well, just like comics, whatever level, are addicted to performing. That's what they do. And two months ago, they were hoping to be performing more now than they were two months ago. And it's just stopped flat on them. People are doing shows from their living room. Well, you're going to see a lot Facebook. of content come up from it's, on, it, online. It's I know a guy in Ottawa who's doing a show from his living room every night. So just to bounce back to uh, Duncan for a second, mm. it was interesting. I don't know if you've ever thought of this before, but um, the mass, the Catholic mass, yeah. is actually a ritual, like a magical Mm-hmm. Incantation where they're turning, I don't remember exactly water Bread to the body into wine, water or, into wine. Yeah. yeah. So interesting, man. That is so interesting. Was this when they were talking about magic being more like science? Than- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is exactly what we were talking about. Well, I was talking about two weeks ago or whatever. It's interesting that he used that guy that was on death row, and it sort of seems like it's comedy. What was that? The guy he's interviewing um, was wrongly accused okay and he's in the first special with joey diaz isn't he i don't even know what we're talking about yes I'm he's so talking about the show the show, clip, the show that you the guy you the were guy, talking what about. he was oh, talking yes. about was he interviewed sorry, the guy sorry, who was yes, on death yes, row yes, and was wrongly yes, yeah. accused it's a very weird episode to pick i agree it's a mind it's weird, eh? for sure but no then they were talking about um we're back Mar. it's okay because they were talking about magic and you guys know who alex crowley is Alistair Crowley. Or Alistair Crowley. Yes, I, I see do. this picture. I don't know him well. Um, but he drew the very first gray alien. I don't know if you knew that. Yes, Matthew. yes, 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 yes. 
And when you look at it, it's like, I mean, it's more of like, it looks like the but you would argue, king but gray wouldn't, alien. Wouldn't you, know you argue I mean? that ancient civilizations were the first to draw the gray aliens? Yeah, mind fuck. So not him, not Aleister Crowley. Well, he would be the first to draw the modern version okay. of a gray alien. Okay. Yeah. The grays, as we call them the grays. in the industry. Um, in the industry. Have you ever seen the picture that he drew? No, I didn't look at it. I assumed because Joe was like, wow, look at that. That that was all I needed. It was obviously close enough. They were so high for this podcast. It was obscene. Yeah, they were really high. It never occurred to me that they may have been on some sort of psychedelic. They had to have been. Now that I think about it. Like I said, that could have been the case. We smoke a ton of pot on this podcast, but they're also smoking. I don't know, L.A. Super Chronic. Listen, man, never know. Or maybe they did edibles. Maybe sure. Yeah, maybe they did some stars of death or something. Maybe. Anyway, um, did did you know that Tesla? You know, uh, uh, Nikola. Nikola Tesla. I was going to say Alex Tesla. I don't know why I'm <laughs> stuck on this whole Alex thing. Um, that he actually thought that he was getting like legitimate radio signals from Mars. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just from one the of the third smartest, of most influential people ever. But they figured out he was picking up a moon that you can see behind Jupiter, right? Is that what they figured? One, two, three was what he got. That was a message from the universe. Tesla, right? I don't know. Is that the what, message I love you got? that, though. I love how you're like, I got a message from the universe. What was it? One, two, three. Like, oh. Yeah, come on, space. Yeah. Now, I, now I'm going to lay with my pigeon. <laughs> exactly. My pigeon? Yeah, he was in love with a pigeon. Tesla? Are, you, are you talking about Tesla? Yeah. They you talked about they it on talked the podcast. About it. He talked about it on both podcasts. The one Tesla after this, too. Tesla was in love with a pigeon? Yeah. And I don't even know the depths of the love, but I'm just going with you because you're <laughs> like talking. love, like that dolphin guy love. Hey, he's a genius. Do you want me to find? You want me to find out about this, Simon? Tes- yeah, sure. Tesla. Pigeon. I don't think they had kids. <laughs> Tesla pigeon. Here we go. And it's so hard to talk to people and say what he been doing. Well, you can't say that. I mean, it's know. this is the Huffington Post, but it's Nikola Tesla fell in love with a pigeon and six more freaky facts about the iconic inventor. Look, the bottom line of this podcast is Joe had Duncan um, on it for him to be reassured because he knows a good soul is there so he can feel good. And Duncan went on it for Joe to reassure him that everything's going to be all right. And they both found out they couldn't do that. He also believed in eugenics, Mr. Tesla. And it was an amazing podcast. And he was celibate. And he lived in a hotel room. You know what was an amazing thing in this podcast was the pronoia. Pro, yeah. Pronoia. Pronoia. The universe, it's the, uh, you believe that the universe is, is actively conspiring to help you. Yeah. Not to work against you. He just came up with that on this show, didn't he? Well, I think that's actually a thing where people... But I don't know if it's called pronoia. I need to coin a different word because I think this is going to sound fucked up. But I've always thought that the universe was doing really shitty things to me for the greater good. Oh, the martyr. Things are better, but I must suffer. Well, through. Well, no, yeah. but even like like this, like in the end, it will be okay. 
but you're going to you're going to like Andy Dufresne, you're going to crawl through two kilometers of shit. Well, that, I think a lot of people think like that. Matt. In the end, you will be okay. You're paying your dues. But that's what I'm so saying is that... it feels like pro noia kind of like I'm saying it's conspiring like in the end, it, it'll be okay. Like mm-hmm. when this thing takes off mm-hmm. and we're all millionaires well, that and we're would sitting be the across way from you Joe. would have to look at it and your ball sack being inflamed to the size of a fucking pineapple. Thanks, I don't think we've ever no, brought no, that up I, on the show here. Of course you have a million times. Oh. Um, but that's the point, right? You would have to look at that as there's some reason that this is happening. The, sure. I, a lot of people look at shit that way. But I'm not saying from a religious standpoint, like, well, God just puts the... Well, God what's put- the... What, uh, uh, What's the difference? Did you just deep throat the mic there, I Simon? Fucking what just, just happened? gave that thing Corona all day long. What's the difference? What's the difference? There is no fucking difference, Matt. I guess not, no, Simon. No, that's what religion is. It's the belief in something, and you're just believing in something else. There you go. So I, th- I do believe in God. I'm a Christian there, again. Boom, born again. It. I have been born again. I thought it was strange when Joe asked Duncan if he knew any atheists who'd done um, hallucinogens. Doug was like, "No, I don't think so." I never but heard. I, I had never heard Sam Harris's quote. I like that. That uh, Christians, there's a thousand other gods that Christians don't believe in. They only believe in their god. Atheists just take it one step further. I think that's that's a classic witty it's atheist really thing good. to say. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. Yeah. And again, yeah, I mean, I, I won't get into it, but this <laughs> the whole simulation idea is just the belief in a fucking robotic god it's the same thing it's all the same thing man no again the simulation is not i'm not talking about a west world where like robots have taken over my simulation i'm not either my simulation theory is that we're running these simulations so it's not a robot god it's just people running a it's still being run by this complex algorithm of a program like sure don't call it a robot call it a ai whatever the fuck you want to call it it's still but just because we're being run through a program, if we're running the program, doesn't that make us the God again? I mean, maybe. And that goes totally into Christianity and that God and made us in his. And what made us? Like, you end up at the same place where you I have agree. to believe in It doesn't matter anyway, because none of it's... Or nothing. N- none of it is scientifically provable anyway, so it is a useless point of contention, Simon. Yeah, I disagree. One thousand How do you disagree? We can't scientifically prove what we're talking about right now. No, I, know. We're in a I can't scientifically prove that Bigfoot exists. It doesn't stop me from talking about it. <laughs> Fine, fair Ad enough. Ad nauseum. Oh, I know. It doesn't stop me from naming my Instagram after it. <laughs> my children. Yeah. Patty and... Uh, <laughs> Big and foot. Patty, that's what they call the Patterson Bigfoot. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah. I'm not that into it's it, as you It's an inside can tell. joke, yeah. Matt. Only somebody really serious. All my followers would and, get it. Oh, they were all cracking up. <laughs> all four of them. In the yeah, we got to be done with Duncan here. We've okay, given fine, these guys whatever, an hour. All we did was beat coronavirus Let's to be death. Let's be done with it. We're going to beat it a bit more with Andy Stump. Let's be well, done Well, let's with at it. least beat it quickly with Andy Stump and then fucking let's just call it a week. Yeah, rate it. We'll start with uh, I, Kamar. Okay. He's really fucking me up today, man. I give it a four. It was, it was vulnerable and honest and Fair funny enough. and good. Four. Vulnerable, honest, okay. funny. I give it a three. They were too high. I don't. I'm not as big a lover of these four-hour Duncan fests as everyone else is. I don't, I don't mind them. I think they do. I just some of it's uh, some of it's just too much. For the last sometimes. one was rather recent as well. But yeah, I can do I can do one of these four-hour Duncans a year, 
and then I'm loving them. But like two or three, you know. I will take 10 Duncans for every Andy Stump. All right, well, let's move on to that. That What a shit fucking addition to a Saturday night. Well, since uh, Joe had Duncan on to be his spiritual steadier, and he couldn't do that, he had to bring in a Navy SEAL to explain to him how to not panic. What was his coin phrase? Thinking about me instead of we. Me instead of we. No, thinking about we instead of me. We have to think about we instead you of me. You said me instead of we. Well, there's a big difference there. Thinking about me instead of we is the bad thing. Yeah. Thinking about we instead of me is the good thing. Well, it was interesting when he was talking about the SEALs training. You're going to go jerk off? Like uh, lizard. When he was talking about the SEALs training, how they had, uh, what did he call them? Swim buddies? Was that what it was called? Boat buddies? Swim yeah. buddies? I can't remember. Where you had to, you couldn't leave, be within six feet of that person for like the month. And if you were, you got punished. So they'd be like, go get in the water. And if you just hopped in the water without your buddy, you both had to do push-ups. And the idea was that it wasn't about you. You had to constantly. No, you didn't. Yeah. Uh, you have to constantly be with the person. Yeah. And be responsible for them. Because when they go diving. That's it. They're going to go through things. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. But it's just like they have spent a lot of money on the best way to train people to respond to these situations and perform under pressure. Like the duress that they they, they, they put these guys under. And it the, after listening to him for what, I don't know, the second or third time, obviously he's doing wingsuit shit. Still, you mean? I, he, all these things they do, the, the diving, the almost drowning, like the, the, the first week, like... Hell week, yeah. The... Uh, landing in a helicopter that gets shot out and gets shot in the hip. and <laughs> That was so weird when he was like, I was in a helicopter that got hit 37 times. No one died. And then he goes, oh, wait, no, sorry. The first, the gunner got shot in the head. One guy died. It was like, holy fuck, how do you, <laughs> I don't know. But it was interesting. He also said that like, he doesn't really think about people telling combat stories. And I'm not saying he was being hypocritical, but there were, he, he there's a bunch of times um i really liked it because andy stump said joe we talked about this already with your strepo or yeah yeah joe would bring something up and he'd shut him down say like, yeah but we talked about that yeah, already yeah. and i really appreciated that because i did he was too like, yeah i don't want to talk about this again yeah i don't want to beat this to death where there's been other episodes i can't say off the top of my head where they would just rehash the same old story. Yeah, you're right. But I thought Andy was really on the ball. And, you know, the whole thing is about not letting your emotions take over. And panic is the whole thing that they eliminate through all that training, through all the conditioning. Well, when he was talking about how you're, when you're in a firefight, you have to move. How he was like, the only way you survive is by constant movement to better positions. To And if you get stuck in one spot... You can end up freezing because, and I'm just thinking about like, yeah, no shit. Imagine if you have 12 guys that you know are like, but you can't be thinking about it. Yeah, I get it. You're just trained. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're just trained. Yeah, it's just muscle memory and fucking, yeah. You probably, I don't know if you can think about something else at the time, but it's, um, it's really intense. But one of the most interesting things he said is the best people I've ever met. In the world are Navy SEALs. The worst people I've ever met in the world are Navy SEALs. Yeah. Which is just... I think that's a microcosm of every, everything. Everything. Yeah. Exactly, my friend. There's no walk of life where you can't say, 
I guess Nazis. Because Joe is saying his bias, like, well, if I know you're Navy SEAL, I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, I take your word for it, and we're, we're friends now. But then he could be talking to a serial killer. I mean, listen, if you tell me you're a Navy SEAL, the only thing I think is this person's hard as nails. That's the only thing that comes to my head. I don't think I should automatically respect, like, I'm not automatically like I should respect this person's opinion more. I mean, you could be batshit crazy. But you, it just, to me, like, if you say I'm a Navy SEAL, I know right away, like, this is a hard, hard person. And I'm not going to fuck with them. <laughs> not that I fuck with anyone, but you know what I mean? Like, fuck that. Did you wash your hands appropriately, Simon? Yeah? Good. Can you catch it from your penis? <laughs> That's weird that you wouldn't wash your hands appropriately before Corona going to the bathroom. No, I have a very clean penis. Mm-hmm. I was saying that... Um, and I'm not like wiping my hand on the end of it. I grab it in the middle. Usually two fingers. Nothing crazy. With a uh, pair of tweezers. Yeah, and, and a uh, microscope. Go to it. Yeah. <laughs> Joe has too much of a problem with fox catcher, eh? Oh, oh it's yeah, insane. it's crazy. Get over it's it. It's crazy. What, and it's really, he's hung up on one thing. He didn't, he fought Big Daddy Goodrich. Apparently, he likes the whole rest of the movie. That's got to go on the board. It, with Mac keyboards. Mac uh, keyboards. Jesus Mac Christ. keyboards, Fox Catcher. What's another thing that he's just so hung up on? But what if it just is Big Daddy Goodrich said, give me a million dollars. They said, no. He said, okay, then we don't it, use it. It could be that. I said a hundred things it could have been. Yeah, like Joe. Get over the smallest aspect. That scene, I don't know if you remember it either, is maybe three minutes long. I don't even think I've seen it's, that. It's movie. at the very end of the movie. Just That's a, what I'm saying. afterthought. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Thank you. So, and like Joe's, Joe acts like it's like the, like the scene in Rocky where he's fighting fucking Apollo Creed. Like it's not that scene. So what we were talking about is how I was giving kudos to Andy for mentioning more than once. Uh, we talked about this last time, Joe. Oh. Let's move on. Good for and, him. And kept the conversation going. Good here. for him. I mean, this whole... I mean, they still managed to talk for three hours. This about whole thing was mostly... Um, a lot of hunting. Hunting was, because COVID, you may need food because of COVID. A lot of COVID talk and um, we already a lot that. of underwater talk. And I just said all that talk um, says why he does the fly suit. Why? Just to have a rush, like... It's either that or he does meth and coke or crack, you know what I mean? But that's the only way he can turn up. How many sociopaths do you think you know? If you had to just sit here right now, I'm going to give you 20 seconds. I want you to think in your head how many sociopaths do you know? What's our definition one, for the sociopath? One, two... Loose definition for a sociopath? It's the person that feels... Uh, no remorse. No, no. They or no they, empathy. No, no. They do feel empathy. It's psychopaths that feel no empathy. Okay, pull up the definition of a sociopath. Sociopath is a term used to describe someone who has antisocial personality disorder. People with ASPD can't understand others' feelings. They'll often break rules or make impulsive decisions without feeling guilty for the harm they cause. So is it psychopaths that feel empathy then? Is that the difference? Psychopaths don't even feel right or wrong. Hold on. Psychopath. I guess this person doesn't feel right or wrong either. Versus sociopath. More than I would like to know. Psychopaths tend to be more manipulative, can be seen by others as more charming, lead a semblance of a normal life, and minimize risk in criminal... criminal. Well, I feel like we did this last week. Yeah. Sociopaths tend no, to be more with, erratic. Uh, Jera. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Sociopaths tend to be more erratic 
rage prone and unable to lead as much of a normal life. Anyways, I'm not asking you whether you know difference between psychopaths. No, and you're asking how many sociopaths. So it's good to know right there. How many sociopaths do I think I've met in my life or do I actively? Because there's a big difference. Okay. Like how many do you think we grew up with? Met in your life. I think we grew up with at least 10. Well, that was going to lead into my next question. Like how many people when you were a kid, can you remember who you thought to yourself, this guy is going to be trouble? You know what I mean? Anyone named And Corey? conversely, how many people you thought you just knew this guy's going to do something really crazy good, you know? I find the thing Poor is girl. when I see like the sociopath or maybe we're trying to think, they're either really doing really poorly or doing really well. Like they were either in a bad stuff and did it well, or they do uh, good stuff but did bad stuff well. Yeah, yeah, I could agree with that. And there's just a scary competence to them. They shit. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. They shit. With sociopaths, you watch them wreck destruction, and they keep it going. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm a sociopath. Well, I was a joke. Come on, I was kidding. I don't Thank think you. you're a sociopath either. No. What about me, Simon? I think sociopaths can be very successful, though. Well, it depends what industry they're in. I, of course. I think that's what they were talking about in this, is there's certain industries where a sociopath might do incredibly Flourish, well. Flourish. Like a soldier. Yeah, probably. Well, you have to have a certain... I don't know if it's sociopath, but you have to have a certain... Um, I think you have to lack a certain switch. amount of empathy to be able to go into some of those scenarios where there's civilians and... Or is it ultimate empathy where you're able to say for the greater good, you know? Listen, like you have you're to... Like you out con- there saving listen, people's lives. You have to convince yourself at the end of the day that you're out there doing it for the greater good or else you most likely are a sociopath, Correct. I mean, I would think so. Otherwise, you're just out there killing people. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, yeah. But what I'm saying is, you know, you, you go into those difficult scenarios where you, where a lot of civilians could be, I don't know. It's tough. I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions. I'm also glad I'm not a sociopath. Hmm. Um, they shot on Cheetos. As a fire starter. No, as a chip. I personally love... Uh, I don't think they're Cheetos, though. I like cheese puffs. You know, that's what they were talking no, about. No, no, no. Cheese puffs are gross. Cheese Cheetos, puffs are disgusting. The hard ones? Those are Cheetos? terrible. No, cheese crunchies. Hard, no. That's all it is. Those the, are the best. The puffs ones are no, the best. No, my God. You're wrong. Yes, you're off the podcast. No. no, you're off the podcast, sir. Well, well two of us like the fucking good ones. Yeah, you like the bad one. What are we going to do here? Fine. Yeah. I'm starting my own cheese. Unbelievable. Cheese I would never admit that in personal. Both of them fuck up your fingers equally. Yeah. Fritos like, are great, though. Puffs are useless. Fritos are okay. I, it's great to know that they're a fire starter. I knew that going into this, actually. But they I wonder if cheese puffs are a fire starter. No, starter. they aren't. They're shit for How everything, How do you Simon. know that? Because I've lit in every... No, fi- you see, I've you don't know ev- shit, man. You All just right. lie to the public, and you don't know. You're telling me you've lit Cheetos on fire. I have lit Cheetos on fire. I haven't lit ever... Have not hit cheese Fritos puffs. Fritos on fire? No, not Cheetos. I wrote Fritos on fire. Do we fire. even have Fritos here? Yeah, of course we do. We have ringalos. Ringalos are hard to find. Ringalos are everywhere. They're man. not everywhere. They're everywhere. This fucking we, guy. If we weren't in lockdown right now, I'd do the test with you. We'd walk into ten different stores. I bet you there'd be fucking ringalos in all of them. I cannot wait. Okay, once we're gonna here's kick a, a new thing. We're, we're gonna doing. kick a field goal, and yep. then after I kick a field goal, and you don't, oh, we're gonna to go to guy. ten different stores. It's and interesting. See which one we might never get the chance to kick the field goal. 
We can kick the field goal. We'll set the camera up on a goddamn tripod and we stay six feet away from each other. The field goal's happening as soon as it's 10 degrees out. Oh, yeah. Field goal's coming down the pipe. Oh, yeah. no. If it's not being done at the fucking football stadium, I'm out. Why? No, you're not out. There's two of us against one. First of I all, that was part hold of on. There's nothing stopping us right now, especially from just walking <laughs> onto that stadium and just fucking doing this thing. It'd like, be pretty easy to do. I don't yeah. think you could just we'll walk have to, on to the stadium. We'll have to stay apart from each other, but yeah. Should be a problem. I slept there one night and got thrown out at 4 a.m. I broke in there many times and stole alcohol. And one time went to jail because of it. I slept in the box one night when it was like vacant, when there was no one playing there. Remember when the whole place was empty? Yeah. Yeah. I slept in the box one night and I woke up to flashlights everywhere and I was like, the luxury oh, this box. isn't good. Yeah. But this yeah. was when they had been vandalized beyond belief. I started that. I started the vandal. Yeah. I, I swear to God, I discovered that for the whole high school to know as a place to go to fuck shit up and get stuff. The best thing ever. I don't know if you guys ever did this. We realized uh, probably in like grade nine that they just kept lands down open like the arena because old men would play hockey on the rink. Do you guys know this? Yeah, man, I invented lands down, bro. Okay, well, either way, we used to go and get so high. We'd sit up in the rafters and like what would have been the nosebleeds at a Sens game back in the day. And we would just roll and smoke joints because the heat was on. Yep. It was warm enough. And we would just watch old men hockey. Shinny. Yeah, shinny. Yeah. And those guys were always, dude, they would talk so much shit. Fuck you, eh? Fucking rights, bud. Fuck, come down here to the blue line and fucking tell me that, eh? Fucking right. And we're just high out of our minds up top. That was great times. I miss that shit. Yeah, I miss the whole thing, man. Sorry, Simon. Go ahead. No, no. Andy Stumping got no we haven't like We haven't heard a peep out of Russia. I am now... Sh- well, no, they're, they're fine, apparently. What, what What is that trying to say? Russia's, just, Russia's like, we don't have any gays, so two, obviously no COVID. Two deaths, 400 just cases. Just blame everything on the gays. <laughs> and what I, want, <laughs> what I want to know for the updates is who reported the numbers. Is everyone just... Tra- is it the honor system? Oh, he gets stuck on the numbers. Yeah, you really are hung up on the numbers. Yeah. What is the honor system? You don't trust doctors? Is that no, we it? Don't you just trust think the media is inflating this? Yes. We, we didn't trust China. We do think the media is inflating it or deflating it or whatever. They can't be telling the truth. Okay. Oh, my God. Did you see Trump in that fucking press conference where he said the state, I mean the deep state? You didn't see that? No. Dude. It's fucking hilarious. You don't know what I'm talking about. No. Oh, I have to show you no, this. We'll watch it after. Oh, we'll yeah. post show. Russia has 367 cases and one death, so they say. It's too cold. There's up no there. fact check. They're already isolated. You're sure now uh, Stumpf is a Trump supporter? Or not, not go to the die for him, but he's not anti Trump. I was always pretty sure he voted Trump. Because it went to the CDC thing, and he was like, yeah, I've heard both reports. Oh yeah, we we had discussed this last one. Yeah, because it's so weird. It's still Trump is all this is Trump's fault, and Trump's doing the best he can. Th- those are the two stories from the media. Which is the worst? Why does the media have the coronavirus picture? That green thing. Have you seen this? Like, it's a microscope particle. What they have a mugshot of a particle. They have a yeah. of particle. They have to have something to show the graph. COVID nineteen. No, no, the words. It's, yeah, it's, I'm with. It's I'm with scary Kamar. to watch. You this have a mugshot of a fucking. It's the same reason why when they do those commercials for um, the common cold, they make the common cold into a fucking slime monster. But know? at least the commercials is a company paying a company to sell our product. 
You know what they should We're do? We're watching the news to be informed. What do you think the news is? Uh, it's all... It's a, it's a company paying another company to sell a product. Donald Trump had almost... Single, this guy, man. Single-handedly got rid of the news, and now the news is everything. Wait, wait, that what? That's, that sentence no, Donald Trump sense. boosted the news back up. It was about to I die, and he, he kept it in business. I, but, but I thought him implying fake news. I guess in my mind, thought people were tuning out more and more and more. Mm-hmm. But now everyone's tuning in. Fake news is just a talking point for people that don't believe things they read to just say fake news it's and all, then move on. It's all encompassing. It's not yes. the actual CNN is fake. Or if you if it if something doesn't fit your narrative, it's yeah. you just say fake news and That's you move it. on. Yes. You're racist. He's a Nazi. It's all the same. Do you think they reassured each other? Or I, I was saying Joe had Andy on to reassure him. What, I feel like Joe a, isn't a, reassured by anybody. I disagree. I don't think Joe is taking this thing that serious. I understand that he's quarantined himself somewhat. He's having people into the studio. He's, uh, listen, he said it twice this week. He said on this episode of the one before, I have a strong immune system. I eat well. I work out. I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. I mean, we're two months into this thing. You don't know that. I mean, what's going to happen though when... Like you said, San Fran's like shut down, shut down, right? Yeah. yeah. So is LA shut down, shut down? It might be no. six six p.m. curfew or something. So then, what's going to happen when they're shut down, shut down? Are people still going to be able to get to the podcast? Is he going to start doing it remotely, like um, tinfoil Ro- does? Remote you know? might be the option, and going back to <laughs> dust it off, Brian. You're coming over to my house. Well, no, you aren't. It's so weird. And I think as time progresses, people are going to be less easy about seeing someone, but it's not about that. It's so strange. What about two areas? You mentioned this. This is the second time. What's you the two this. areas? Did, Come on, go. Did we talk about it all? No, no, no. no someone you tried cut, to explain Someone cut it. you off. Or we, what, we someone? Are you saying me? I might have been me. Oh, I'm I saying see. I'm not sure. The collective. Someone, someone. yes. One, one of us one, cut him that's off. That's the way you One sort. side of the canal is uh, infected, the other isn't. But what if you own a house on the infected side and you're uninfected? So you want to do like a, um, you're really asking for a civil war. You realize that that is the absolute recipe to have two sides fight each other. But uh, yeah, I guess so. Because I was thinking. Where does the toilet paper go? To this infected side or the uninfected side? Do those people still look crazy now that everything's shut down? They will always look crazy? Yes. if If you bought 400 rolls of toilet paper. And the water is still running. You're probably a bit the, fucked. The whole point, though, is that that kind of mentality doesn't do anybody a favor. Buy enough to be prepared, but you don't have to hoard things. Mm-hmm. That's not good it's, for It's anybody. selfish, and it's think about me instead of we. Well, the saddest memes are those ones where it's like an old person standing in front of empty shelves. So these, these people don't know that it's going to be empty. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was let you finish. Oh, they don't know it's going to be empty. I get it. It's a meme. But in, no, no, re- in real life, it, that happened. they don't know it's going to be empty. They get there. They've braved the fucking world of COVID as an old person with a, a deficient immune system. And then they get there and there's nothing to buy. I mean, well, Simon, I know you always shit on social media. But again, I, I've talked about how some good can come out of it. A social media movement last week actually caught wind, like corporations caught wind of it and did it. So what people were saying was, what you guys should be doing at supermarkets or grocery stores, or whatever, is open an hour early for anyone who's old 
or anyone who's who has an autoimmune deficiency, give them one hour. So if you're open at nine, eight to nine, it's a if brilliant you're an elderly, idea. And dude, a bunch of supermarkets did it. They said, okay, that's a great idea. From eight to nine, if you're over the age of 60, 50, whatever it is. Eight to nine and then another hour at night, like maybe. Sure, maybe. I'm just saying, but they actually did. It actually caused social change where these these massive chains said, this is a good idea. I think it's brilliant. And we're going to roll with this. I think so, it's brilliant. Yeah. Well, listen, I am not at all saying all social media I know you're not. is I was a just, bad thing. I was, just trying to, I was just trying to put light on some positivity coming out of this thing that it's not all just people panic buying. Listen, we know there's assholes out there. We're well aware of that, that we're not getting rid of them. Maybe this will do it. <laughs> Imagine if it just killed assholes. But Andy Stump, he backed up what I said. You know what I mean? I can list 16 ways you can wipe your ass. It was funny that his first was with a handful of gravel. That's not my yeah. go-to. But Well, I um, thought to myself, too, are you not? Are you better off just not wiping at that point? Like, in le- think, Hold on. No rash wait, wait, infection. Wait, wait, wait. Just hold on. <laughs> if it's not a super wet, like if you have a nice you are dry. Be- you are better off not wiping. Yeah. Than wiping your ass with gravel. Yeah, that, that okay? is. That is. If you wipe your ass with gravel, you could put a cut in your ass, and then the shit gets in the cut, and the dirt and it you've gets just infected, in there. Yeah. and you die. It's, Otherwise, you just have a shitty ass. It's going to aggravate the situation. Nobody wants to be around you, but you're going to be fine. Well, yeah, but if you're in the situation where you have a shitty ass, you're probably not around anyone anyway, because. But again, if you're at home. Yeah. Oh, but this isn't when you're at home. But I'm saying, just back to your whole toilet paper thing. If you have a shower with your toilet, problem which solved. I assume most people do, problem solved. Problem solved. Frankly, you're going to thank us after because it's going to be your new go-to thing. The real question is this: Does North America adopt the bidet after this? Is this the tipping point for the bidet? But why? Because you can get those ones that you can just attach oh, to your toilet then now. Nobody would ever then need no one, toilet paper. I mean, again. we had the argument that I'm not that I've used these things and I'm not certain what you're supposed to do after you spray your entire anus with hot water. Well, do you just has, drip dry? No, no, it has a, a fan a blower to oh, dry well, your oh, anus. Maybe I missed the I missed the anus blower on mine. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe they don't have those on the clip on. But if you're buying one of those good toilets, well, no, but like think about a French bidet. Those don't have any yeah, blower. Don't that have just any shoots blowers. water up in your anus. Yeah. Is there then a towel? Is there then a shitty towel that no one talks or maybe about? Maybe you use toilet paper, which defeats the whole purpose. Well, no, because then you have a really clean ass. You're just drying off yeah. the tissue. So paper. maybe you use a little bit of tissue. Hmm. If anyone knows how to properly use a bidet, please hit us up on Reddit. Because I remember being Spray your ass. in Europe and seeing the bidets all over, but I never actually used them. Listen, I, it seems like, again, it seems like a really smart idea. We have running water. Why not shoot some on the old well, uh, here was, balloon Here's knot. the thing. The toilets that have the built-in, you know, the, let's call it the Japanese model. Yeah. You're sitting down. Mm-hmm. It's spraying you and then blowing you and all from the comfort of your seat. Yeah. When you're in Europe, or the ones I saw, you got to get up, and you don't sit on the no, bidet. You hover. you hover. Like, the whole thing just seems not very, like, it seems very not classy. Listen, China and Japan, they just shit in a hole. They just hover over a hole, and they just shit. They don't there's do no- that in Japan. They have these fancy fucking toilets. Okay, fine. Well, China, they just shit in holes everywhere. India, and no divider India, either. they do a no lot divider. of that. No divider. No divider. Well, what about these places that ha- that don't use toilet paper? Dude, they don't Thailand, even have these problems. Thailand, there was no toilet paper. They no, even there was a lot of hoarding anything. Simon, there were so many places in Thailand where there was just a bucket of water, and that's yeah. what you're supposed to use when you were done. Just like, oh god, and the hose. 
This is yeah. your Joe story. No, they're replaced with no hoses. We'll put that Thailand. on the board. Okay, fine. That was just the bucket? Yeah, I was saying that yeah. that place, I, I, I shot at places in Thailand. Wait, that, hold on a second. Where does the bucket get filled? Well, that was the question. And that's not to clean your ass. That's to get the shit down. There's no water in the toilet either. Like you have to fucking. Well, how do you clean your ass? Well, that place had toilet paper. But in most mm. of Thailand, there was no toilet paper. It wasn't really a thing. Hmm. Anyways, hoarders, stop hoarding. We're all going to get through this together. I, I thought Andy was reassuring with his um, practical, don't let emotion get away. Panic helps nothing, you know what I mean? But I foresee there being panic coming. I My feel- problem, though, is, sorry, real quick. My problem is, though, people that have fucking 600 pounds of elk meat freeze-dried tend to have that. Like, there's no yes. need to panic yes. attitude, yes. you know? Like They, they both commiserated over well, the Well, also, if you can kill meat. somebody yeah. with your bare hands, you're probably not as afraid of the apocalypse as somebody, like, you know, 155 pounds wet. Yeah. Well, it's so, crazy the ammo and guns they're buying down there right now. That's another thing. Yeah, no shit. It is mentioned, but... Yeah, people are on edge. And I, I, I hope the person saying this is all out of proportion is is right i hope they're right too and we learn something i we pray they're right very yeah. viable here but regardless this lockdown is going to be a universal experience shared by the whole world you know, my worry is kamara is that we don't learn anything my worry is that we get through this and it's just business as usual no like i said to simon the society as we know it has stopped there's no business as usual ever again. We'll find out. It's going to be business after the pandemic. Hmm. No, oh. There's no usual as... Again, Kamar, I think we said that at 9-11. They said the same thing. Mm-hmm. It will never be the same. We're never going to act the same as a country. You go to New York now, it's cleaner, but it's, you know, it's business as usual. I don't know. We'll find out that, you know. What do you have there, Simon? I'm sorry I cut you off. Uh, no, I was just going to say, doesn't it kind of feel like Joe is putting together a crack team for the apocalypse and every guest he's having on is like an interview for who he needs and who he doesn't except need for, for the, the first apocalypse. one, except for the first, no, one. he thought he may need her for all of her great info. And then was like, okay, definitely not oh, bringing her he, brought the car guy on to, you know, have somebody to outfit the apocalypse mobile brings Duncan on obviously cause he needs his spiritual leader and then brings a stump on because it's his protection yeah that's and who was last week kamar the doctor obviously necessary who else was on that week the fuckonomics guy no the the, uh the pod economics no that wasn't that economics economics yeah you might want an economist with you to rebuild society you never know but that's kind of useless well someone has just i just can't believe it we went from 27 million to 270 million to 1 billion to 10 billion and then they just announced 85 billion what are what are we what of 85 what? billion is now from canada's oh canada started started, canada started at 27 million thank you i thought we were talking about weeks. population and oh, then no. we got to 85 billion i was like oh well no no he's he was saying yeah. that uh, where is this money coming from and why didn't they have it before or well that's one thing but show me the evidence of like people are saying really smart people are making these decisions and you think you know better than them. Like that stuff's a back at me, but I'm not saying I know better. I just know everyone was underprepared for this. Yeah. And, and, and Andy and Joe both 
What really sucks is that five years from now, ten years from now, you're going to read an article about all the money that was lost economically, and someone's just going to put a number out being like, yeah, for for half a billion dollars, we could have fixed this problem two years before it happened. You know what I mean? Like, guaranteed that'll that happen. That cost us that's a million, billion, no, that's what I'm saying. or whatever. Well, yeah, I'm saying is. trillions are That's what I'm saying. Right They'll now. say it cost us $17 trillion. We could have fixed the problem two years before for a half billion, a billion, three billion. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be a number that pales in comparison. Or what if it was just a washer and a wing nut? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what I mean? I get... Mark my words, that will happen. Someone will come out with an article that says this was the total economic loss because of this, and it could have been avoided. Well, take that number and then extrapolate whatever the U.S. loss is, because Donald Trump is going to try and sue China for that money. You can't sue a country. Oh, but you ain't seen nothing yet, buddy. Actually, you know what? China is going to have to forgive a bunch of, because they own a lot of debt. Yeah. They're going to have to forgive a bunch of that stuff and just... Why? Why are they going to have to forget it? Because they fucked the whole planet over by being irresponsible. But how do you think that works? Who does it? So, Kamar, if you fuck Oh, me- Oh, it may not happen, but That's I personally feel... Well, you might feel that way. I'm just saying... I don't if know. You- maybe if enough... Um, listen... Or if, it's war. Yeah. If, if we don't pay you. If, you, if, if you're a, a lender, okay, and you lend a lot of people money... And eventually, all the people who you lend money to collectively say, we're not paying you back. Then what happens? You either fight or you don't get your money. Yeah, but you also have a big problem then, too. Well, the rest of the world is a big problem oh, where, it's like... It's called nuclear weapons. Well, That's no, but even the then, is. the rest of the problem is a problem where, oh, well, now our biggest lender has cut the fucking... The wells run dry. Where do we... Then well, they're fucked. Because what does the U.S. do? Where do you think? Where do you? Th- where do you assume we're getting this eighty-five billion from? I, I don't we're... think they get it from anywhere. I think it's a totally made-up number. But you okay? Well, I assume we're borrowing it from China. No, I don't think that's true. No, they're just making it. They up. just go to the Federal Reserve they to just do something that doesn't really exist. Switch decimal. Which again, I assume the Federal Reserve goes to China. Again, I don't know. Point. I don't know how any of that works. Yeah, because we're I would not be totally talking out of experts. my experts. ass. We don't and no experts. One, no one. No one knows enough. Amateurs. No one knows enough. To plug in the right numbers, they're just saying eh, sounds good enough. As no, we've seen as it's grown, and no one knows what's going to happen. Think about all the money that's being lost. Everybody's going to want to point the finger somewhere. But someone's got to be making money. Amazon, Amazon, and someone else, and everybody who's short selling the uh, stock market and doing all those plays, which I have no idea what any of that means. But I like the way but it I sounds know when you say it. That during a time of hardship, there's always people fucking exploiting the situation, and you better believe those people are like Bill Gates, who's fucking running uh, apocalypse theories two months before an apocalypse, and uh, Bezos who's assuring us that his robots are being treated properly in his warehouses. See, the shorting thing to me is weird. The shorting, like being able to short right now seems odd because if everything's down, or let's say 90% of things are down, why wouldn't everyone just short everything? And then where does all that money come from? You're you're totally asking. Yeah, I I, I wonder that, but... Because like think about a casino. Okay, let's say I walk into a casino with $10,000, right? And the casino has... 100 million. Let's just throw out that number, okay? The casino has $100 million. But when I walk up to the roulette table, I notice that for some reason, the wheel only has two spots of red on it. So I just put my 10,000 on black repeatedly 
Do you know what I mean? Like at some point, someone's going to have to put an end to that. Someone at the casino is going to have to come up and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. We either need to get the Why, wheel. Is that what short selling is? Well, short selling is this. So short selling, as I know it, is that you go and you say, I believe that this is going to go down. Something that's like a, you could pick anything. So you'd say, I think Amazon, I'm going to short sell Amazon because I think that stock is going to drop. Which would be everything right now, except I'm, Amazon. Fine. That's, I, I'm just using an example. Yeah, so you'd fine. say, I want to short Amazon. You then pay a premium on that short. So as long as Amazon stays in the positive, you just have to keep paying your premium to the bank or to whomever you have this short sell with. As soon as that stock drops, you then have a position that is worth money. Someone can buy that position off you, or you can hold on to that position to see if it keeps dropping, at which point your position continues to increase. But I don't know how... It's insanity. We've gone over this before. That's business as usual. That show best. It's they, not. Those guys are freaking out right now, and then they put the $1.5 trillion in, and you see the stocks go up, and you hear about um, CEOs are getting bonuses right now. That's the, the and, most disgusting And that is part, me right? over we. And Andy, don't play that. <laughs> Andy, don't play Stumpf that. Stumpf don't like that. Do you have anything else, Simon, or are we done with this bad boy? We can be done with them at any point. We're bogged down by the virus. We really are. And I'm sure it's... by next week it'll be out of everyone's purview or consciousness. Let's hope Joe keeps what? going. The coronavirus? <laughs> I'm being fucking facetious. This, this ain't no Epstein, buddy. I mean, it's going to be tough on the podcast for us because if Joe keeps bringing it up, which he did for two podcasts, you know, it's going to be like the Native American woman and the car guy were very low on the coronavirus because they were specific. But like any comedian he brings on or anything like that, it's going to be a lot of this. It's going to be a, you know, I apologize, guys, if, it, you know, we're trying here. Anyway, that being said, let's rate it. Oh, I forgot to write down the other ones. Andy Stumpf gets a two, two. No, I'm going to give him two and a half because at least he acknowledged to not talk about the same stories again. Okay. Kamar, what do you give him? I'm giving a three and a half, especially because he was like, no, we talked about that before multiple times. And his reassurement, reassurance right. based on training and experience is how you have to do this. And I know how to do fucking nothing better than anyone. So. <laughs> a little mumble to end it and i'll give it a two what did you guys give duncan? just when i thought you were getting too serious kamar you gave duncan 3.5 and you gave it a four yes no i gave it a four he gave it a four yeah. both you gave it a four yeah, four okay. four sorry about that 44 all right well that was uh that was quite an episode we apologize for the corona talk like i said it's gonna be tough to get around that being said if you want to send us an email you can do so it's uh j-r-e-e podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's J-R-E-E Podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, you can get the weather from him daily if you're in the Ottawa area. <laughs> it's now the lockdown update. Okay. Uh, you can follow Simon on Instagram. Bigfoot Sighting Society. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, at Floydy, F-L-O-Y-D with five E's at the end. Uh, we have a Reddit you can jump on. It's uh, reddit.com slash podcast and our Patreon, which uh, in these tough times, we don't expect anyone to join. But if you do want to support us, uh, it's patreon.com slash podcast. We will give you, uh, when you join, you get the post show a couple days early and you get an episode, three episodes a month of This Won't Age Well. 
the series where we go back and listen to old episodes of Joe and do what we do on the normal show. Yada, 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 yada. Gentlemen, anything in closing? Stay safe out there, guys. Keep your eyes open. No, no, we're not there yet. Oh. So do you have anything in closing? That's your actual closing. What, why, actual are are closing. we foregoing the post, Joe? No, we're doing a oh. post, Joe. I'm just, you oh, know. Oh, my God. Uh, for the people that won't listen to this till Friday, maybe something big happens. See how I mean? crazy he got there for yeah, a sec? Yeah, sorry. Jesus. Join the Patreon. All right. Join we the We do Patreon. hope you guys uh, Join stay safe out there. Stay sane. Keep busy. Stay away from people. Write a screenplay, y'all. Sure. Anyway, Keep thank you so much. Keep your eyes open. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>